Let me get my... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 57 of the Talking With The Dad podcast. This evening, we have a long show planned for sure i i think it's going to be a long show um got a lot of, a lot of really really good topics that could be headlining their own episode each almost honestly this is the uh this is a good show this is a good show we got lined up for you guys this evening all right thanks for tuning in everyone it's been great you know where to find us uh at all our social media platforms no it's it's gonna be great this is gonna i'm mega edition but there's some real news going on COVID thinned out some of the topics for quite some time you know uh, hold on Oh, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. You meant I thought you meant it literally it thinned out. I'm like, well, in our state, we're doing pretty good, but no, 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 no. I'm not talking about the actual you know disease itself. I'm talking about topic news. Actually, one of my favorite content creators on uh, YouTube. Thank you. Posted. Oh, you weren't gonna say it was me. <laughs> he posted something in one of those things that I wish we can do on our YouTube. You know how people can post like updates and stuff like that. Uh, car- uh, yeah, you never yeah, seen that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. know. I was trying to think, could we? But I think you have to might might have to be like a partner channel or something. Yeah, to do that. Uh, so he posted. He was like, "Hey, you know, I really, really do respect you guys. Thank you for all your new subscribers, all the new people that have joined." Here's the thing: COVID has really slowed down entertainment news, and he was like, "I would rather not make a show this week." then go over the same things over and over again i've respected that because he you know when he goes live he gets a lot of new subs i mean not a lot of new joins people donate throughout the Mm -hmm. entire live stream and i thought that was kind of stand up of him yeah pretty good stuff there Uh, quality over quantity my friend is always the always the way always the way absolutely absolutely i could have a bunch of cheap versions of oreos or i can get the real thing yeah and then eat them all in one sitting I just did that, and I'm probably going to poop my pants during this show. Had coffee, Oreos, and now I'm working on a Guinness. Not a good combination. That sounds pretty fucking good. <laughs> What's going on with you, big guy? How's your week been? Uh, it was all right. Went out to dinner with my dad today. Actually, like, legitimately went to a restaurant. It was the first time since March, right? So it's been a long time. So that was nice. Good to see my dad. Um, oh, yeah, what you guys I had a brisket sandwich. Now, as good as that sounds, I actually, there was too much barbecue sauce on it, and the brisket itself was okay. It wasn't fantastic. This is a place that we go all the time. This is, it's, a, it's a staple. We knew the waitress that we had. We, we've, you know, she's waited on us, I don't even know how many times, right? Like, all throughout high school. Um, so, it was okay. It was okay. Not, not yeah. much else, though. Not, not, not much else going on, really. No, not, not nothing to write home about. You know, did you keep complain about the brisket? Did you start a no, fight with the waitress? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. No, no, no. no. I'm you not like one Dolores? of those people. I ate the entire thing with the French fries and the pickle on the side and didn't say a word. You know, there was a huge expose when I was uh, a kid about the pickles and the cold slaw. You get at diners and stuff like that in New York City, like in the in Manhattan. And apparently, no surprise to me, some of these diners in the city, they were recycling the pickles. Like, you know what? Zach didn't finish his pickle. Why don't you go ahead and put it on that guy's plate? I eat the pickle every single time. I don't care. Pause. I'm sure you do, man. I I (laughs) (laughs) Clip it! (laughs) (laughs) Shout out audio listeners. Shout out audio listeners. (laughs) Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, What are we up to? Like 154 plays now? More than that. 58, something like that. The, uh, The interviews are doing well. I know we had yeah. mentioned this at the end of the last show. We're re-releasing all of the the four interviews we had had done, um, and going forward, you know, we'll try to get more in there. But you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got to reach out to some new people for some interviews. Actually, I want to want to reach out to the EK. See, because uh, it's funny, I called him when you told me that you heard his voice on the. Uh, I saw him uh, on the screen. Not in oh, Europe. Not- it was him. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I know that guy. I called him and I'm like, hey man, I guess you didn't know you. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, typical. I'm like, yo, you were just. <laughs> they just either played your audio clip or showed your face at some type of expo. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that was happening. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like damn, famous people problems, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I do so many cool things, Steve, that it's like, you know. It's just like, you know, one doesn't really make an impression over the other, so you can't pick a favorite kid. <laughs> I'll have the clams, please. <laughs> so, where are you right now? He's like, oh, Mon- Monaco. Click. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, it's the Grand, it's the Grand Prix this weekend. Zach, are you going to shout out the sponsors or what? They don't deserve a shout out. They paid for a mid-roll, and you know my opinion on mid-rolls. We actually sent them the money back. Fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, Manscaped. Your clippers don't even work. I'm injured for life after using those things. (laughs) Scarred. Scarred even. We're bringing the TV show Scarred back for my balls. (laughs) Dude, someone needs to help Michelle Watterson out, man. Like, I thought she was bad when she was an analyst. And I, this is a woman I respect, and I like her. I, I love her marriage. I like her husband. He's a funny, quiet man. What is But happening? she is not. She's not. I, we were talking about Manscaped, but I'm going to explain what's happening. So on her IG, she recently did a plug for Manscaped, and she had a whole skit, and it was just not funny. Oh, man, it was it was bad. It was painful. <laughs> it wasn't as painful as when she was an announcer on Fox Sports 1. And, uh, FS1! <laughs> Shout out to uh, I had a friend that worked there. I won't shut you. Out. I won't say your name on our show. I don't want to ruin your career. But uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it was bad. I'm, I'll send it to you privately. Like she's just you know obviously I mean, reading from the cards. Yeah, you probably could, but she's reading from the cards, and uh, it's not good, bro. But it's okay because she's fighting tomorrow night. I think this is going to be her last fight if she loses. I think you said that not- the last fight too. Yeah, I keep sending her letters, and oddly enough, the police keep showing up to my house every time I send like, her a letter. Sir, here's the, here's the third restraining order for Miss Watterson, as you may know may know her. I meant to ask you, what do you think of the new uh, Rogan studio? It's, it's a nice studio. Um, the design is a little much for me. I wouldn't do something quite like that. I liked his old studio quite a bit, but yeah. tech is, is about as top of the line as you could get, and... Have you seen? Have you seen fully what the tech actually is there? No. So they have like a little pop up thing. Like if you've ever been to like a big conference room, like you know, yes. you can, like there's a little plugs in the middle, and you like you press it, and it might either pop up or the top comes off. Well, you press it, and there's a cough button there. Like there's like a quick mute and a yeah. place to plug your headphones in, and like a charger. Like it's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, when you got the money like that, how much did he get from Spotify? Hundred million, <laughs> million, and he was making a million a week off of his podcast anyway. How much money is too much money? Not that much. <laughs> that is not That's... my number, sir. <laughs> uh, could you? Uh, you know, people scoff at a hundred million dollars as if it's no money, but that's that's a hundred million dollars. That's uh, you're all, you're at the edge of generational wealth. All you need is you're like... at generational wealth. Let's be fair. Um, at a hundred million dollars, I believe you could live off of the interest uh, of some sort. Like if you live a fairly moderate lifestyle, you could live yeah. off the interest, right? Yeah, I mean, but we're talking about tuition, health, well, uh, health tuition? Yeah. Hold on, tuition. Let's think, look at look at that. You can have 10 kids. Yeah. Okay. Now, before you jump in $100,000 a piece and you spend a tenth of this, your money. 
hit before you jump into this we got to talk about you got to have money coming back in to sustain right and don't forget tuition is going up every year but, it's more well, but you're never gonna hit a million dollars for tuition right that's what i'm saying you can have Listen. 10 kids at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece and still what if, what if you're what if your kids are liberal arts majors? That's a that's, mill each. No, two hundred. I said two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot of fucking money for college. Still, <laughs> the kid goes to grad school, takes a gap year, then he decides to switch. Well, gap years major. are free. Gap years aren't free. Someone's paying for you to stay at home, bro. No, 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 they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Me, are. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. People, people who take gap. What you are you are you claiming to be on a gap year? I just Still, realized. Which, this is about eight years now. <laughs> I've been on the gap year for quite some time now. I went to spring break and just never, never came, came back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in Florida ever since. <laughs> How's the stream going? It's all right. I, yeah. I haven't really found motivation to play any game, man. It's kind of hard. I need a game that really is going to like captivate me. And I've tried and tried different games, and I don't know. Nothing really has me right now. Daisy, not holding your interest. The issue with Daisy is is I went on. I played for a while. I got in a, I got in one fight, which I shouldn't have really got myself in, and and took out two of the three guys. With I had a shotgun with six rounds, right? And I took out two of the three guys, and they all had M4s. So the third guy kills me. Whatever, right? That's like two hours down the drain. And then I, I go and play for another three or four hours, and I get a full kit, and I have, I'm like even better equipped than what I was previously. And then I go and wipe a squad of four, and now I just have everything I ever could want, and. <laughs> it's boring again, you know. That's life, buddy. You get you, you get things, you lose things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I Daisy's not keeping me in like it used to. I just I, the standalone was never as good as the mod. Um, okay, the original mod back in the day. Uh, you know, I downloaded Arma Three. I might try some Arma Three operations and see what's going on there. I'm not. I don't know. Arma 3 is really good, but you need a squad to play with to be competitive against, you know, there's sometimes you're fighting against people like squads of 10. You know, yeah. I'm not going to take out a squad of 10 by myself. I may take out five, but I'm not going to take out 10. Um, what about Rogue Company? Doesn't doesn't grab your interest at all, Rogue Company? No, that game looks awful. Um, you noticed how quick everyone stopped playing it when, you know, when anything else came out, you know? <laughs> No one is playing Rogue Company. None of the big big streamers are playing Rogue Company right now. They all jump ship from Rogue Company after like a week. There's a reason. It's a third-person shooter. They're only so much fun um, unless they're really, truly competitive and built around being third-person. Rogue Company didn't look like that to me. It was too, trying to be a third-person CS with... Actually, it was trying to be a third-person Valorant. Let's be fair. Uh, it was okay. a hero shooter with, with third-person aspects, and you know that doesn't really interest me. No, a number of things that that I've tried. I've tried a lot of games recently, and nothing is really drawing me in that way. You know, maybe maybe you should think about being a health and wellness streamer. Well, you can have people tune in. You yeah, like, well, and I just give really bad advice the entire time. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, sir, you should eat Wendy's every single day for the next three and a half weeks. Have you heard about the new pretzel bun burger that they have out? It's delicious. <laughs> You really got to set it up, though. Like, you got to build your brand up to the point where people trust you. Like, you look kind of like a male Martha Stewart, and then you start giving the bad advice. You're like, so here's the thing. You take the condom off halfway through. She'll never know. <laughs> and then you run. Forget, forget your pants. You look good in those pants anyway. You just run. Um, no, I don't know, man. There's a, I don't know. Uh, 
Call of Duty's right around the corner. Right, this this yeah. kind of year, this t- this like time of year is always kind of a drought. Um, and I've always right. really filled in with RuneScape, but it, because COD was so bad last year, I got all of my you know four months of of hardcore ten hours a day of RuneScape in earlier yeah. in the year, and and I can only do that for so long a year too. I've tried Halo. I'm not digging Halo on the PC. Um, I've tr- I've tried a lot. Battlefield. I enjoy Battlefield, but I can't take it seriously enough to like actually want to play it for a sustained amount of time. Um, yeah, th- there's just nothing right now that's really, really great. It's shooter wise, at least. Like, there's a bunch of other games out that I could play, but shooters are where really where my bread and butter is, and it's just there's nothing right now for me. Yeah. Okay, you should probably think about playing the Blair Witch. Yeah, that seems like a game that I would thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> you can do retro games like other people are doing right now. Uh, go pick an old game, go through it. Sounds beat it. terrible. <laughs> it sounds like the worst idea anyone's ever had, and people who do that should not do that. I just beat Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 on stream. What do you mean? <laughs> you know what's crazy is they're re- speaking about old games. Uh, they're remaking one of my favorite games from back in the past, uh, Prince of uh, Persia. I saw uh, that. I saw that. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to buy it, but that makes me <laughs> it makes me happy that someone you know thinking you know people would be exposed to that. Oddly enough, it's just Aladdin the game repackaged. Sure, and it's something else. Like it is a, a, literally Aladdin, the same gameplay. But at any rate, man, what are you going to do, Zach? Maybe you could do a cooking stream. No. No? No, I don't know. I mean, what do I do? 45 minutes of a stream, man? That doesn't seem fun, <laughs> right? Like, I don't like to eat on camera. There's a few things that I think are rude. Um, eating on camera is one of them. I just don't, I don't feel like it's something that I, I would like to put forth. I just don't think it's a, a good look. Um, unless you're like someone who streams 13 hours a day, then you're going to eat on camera, right? Like, you get an excuse there. But... I don't know, man. There's a lot of things, and I I do truly love streaming. I just, there's nothing really grabbing me right now. Maybe I can become a political streamer. Yeah, you could do that. ASMR or whatever that stuff is called. You do that at nighttime. That'd be. There is a 0% chance (laughs) that I am one of those freaks. You got the thing with the two ears, and you're like, you're a loser. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just me. I'm just like, this is beard rubbing and it's like not making any noise and they're like what's 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 going on is he just is he just itching himself and he's like yeah exactly this is what the, yeah. the noise that steve is making the face that steve is making right now through the pixelation you can tell that steve is really uncomfortable by that which i would also i'd be i'd be uncomfortable with myself doing it am i pixelated right now because you look good on my screen i know i look good on you i always look good um no, you don't. You, you're, you're coming in and out you're coming in and out well it's not my internet i got it hard lined in tonight man you know what i'm saying i'm not i won't take any more disparity against optimum internet those fine people at optimum internet whenever i call them they always seem so surprised that they actually have a there. customer oh yeah they're like, <laughs> they're like uh How'd you get this number? <laughs> you can hear them crinkling papers in the background, but not, like actually just crinkling papers to make it sound like they're busy. <laughs> like, are we you got just a team crinkling? on our way out there. <laughs> are you just crinkling <laughs> papers? But oh, no, I'm busy. Uh, I'm very busy. Dude, I had Fios for about a month, man. Uh, it Fios was like is great, so good, dude. It was like the greatest time ever, man. I remember the first time I turned the PlayStation 4 on to download a game, and it was done in like a minute, and I was like, this. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the 
the way people are meant to live. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. All right, but we got a great show here for you, Zach. That's that's enough of the warm up, enough of the reach around and spooning. What what, what happened? Reach around? Why are you bringing that uh, Tom Cruise movie into this? Jack, reach around. Jack, oh, oh, I see what you did. <laughs> Jack, reach around. I was like, you know, I've heard I've heard rumors about him my entire you know his entire career. But I'm like, did he actually make a movie like that? <laughs> What, what, what do you want to kick it off there first, buddy? Because yeah, you, 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 we got some stuff. We got some stuff. What do you want to kick? We it got off? a lot of stuff, actually. Um, I don't know, man. Let's start off with the Nvidia stuff. I think we got to okay. see the card. This is the shortest topic we have on here, right? We got to right. see the cards. We got to see what they look like, how big they are, what they, what they, you know. That's it, right? We got to see the design. Now, the reference right. cards. I always think the reference cards look really good. Right now, mm -hmm. the function over form thing, you know, you could question that or not. Um, they've gone through a few different iterations of coolers and exhaust versus intake, right? They used to have just one big exhaust on it. That was used to be the NVIDIA reference cooler for a decade, I think. It was just an exhaust fan, just sucking air through it. It was, it was, it worked, right? And then they switched to the, the 20 series had dual fans. And now this one's going back to a single fan, but with a bigger shroud, like, I don't know. It's fascinating. The, the engineering and design around a graphics card to dissipate heat is fascinating. No, I, I definitely like the look of it. I was going to tell you that uh, apparently, so, you know, people are just doing their unboxing videos. Linus did his, mm -hmm. Bitwit did his, Jay did his, but someone else got a sample card and they actually ran benchmarks on it. Everyone's doing it. No, They're everyone has their benchmarks done. There's just an embargo yeah. until the 17th or something. Um, but here's the thing. Someone so released, released it. it. I saw yeah. it. I saw it. I, did I, I might have even sent you the article um, that I saw and saw legit performance numbers. And you're yeah. looking at like minimum 40% increase on most games at 1080p. And, and you got to remember, I'm coming from a 1080, right? Yeah. The, 10, the 2080 was X percent better than mine. And now we're even X percent better than that. So I'm, yeah. when I get my 3080, my, my grubby little hands on it, um, I want to see a legit performance increase. Yeah, and not just some something uh, minimum. Like it's gonna apparently it's gonna be quite noticeable. And this you got to remember those uh, those benchmarks that were released. Those weren't even with the correct drivers, correct. right? That was with a a hacked driver from the twenty series yeah. to put onto the thirty series because there is no official driver out for it yet. Um, yes. Yeah, that's incredible, right? Once we get a full legitimate driver, we're probably gonna see seventy percent increase over most games, and that in itself is a significant number. You know what's great about this whole thing, man? Uh, I was listening to some people talk uh, about it, and they're like, why would NVIDIA do this with the you know, the pricing for this? You know, Especially considering we know people who just bought $1,400 cards, and now they, you know you can get a card that works this better than that. This is what they do every year, though. This is what they do no, every, but, every new generation, though. But apparently, the 2080 series, they were saying that it didn't sell well enough for them to do it again the way they did it the last time. They were like, they needed to do something that was going to take care of the customers. <sighs> I have a and thought they, on this. Keep, go ahead. You finish your thought. I have a thought on this. They, uh, so, but of course, this is all spe speculation. It's a uh, conjecture. But some people feel as if though this is their way of getting back to releasing. You know, after releasing a series of cards where there was no real noticeable performance boost, maybe this was them doing something to give a nod to the consumers. I want to believe it. I want to um, think nice about that. But you're about to sure. poop on that in three. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poop on it. This is. This is. I'm trying to look up the generations, right? Because we skipped the eight series, yeah. I believe. Um, 
sorry. Excuse me for being unprofessional for just a moment here. John McElroy. Yes, we went from the 7 Series to the 9 Series. The 7 mm-hmm. Series to the 9 Series was very similar from the 10 to the 8, right? Where it was like, okay, this is this, is this and this is that. It's marginal. It's better. It's, it's yeah. it. It's it, right? But, but no but, real drastic But from the 9 Series to the 10 Series mm-hmm. is where we see a generational leap, is what I'll call it, yeah. right? Is where right. it's like, okay, if you had a 9 Series, cool. I didn't. I had a 7 Series, right, before I, had my, before I got my 10 Series. Right, but when you had a nine series and you went and you saw the ten, that's the card that you needed to have. That's the jump that you needed. That because that was legitimately performance increase nine to ten. Right, we're now seeing that again. Every few years we get a we get a leap from Nvidia. This happens all the time, where you get you get this leap of like okay, and then better and then incredible and then it goes to okay and then better and then incredible and they do these every few years we were due for one um, let me ask a question was the pricing in the previous generation where there was a, a huge exponential so leap? that's the controversy right where yeah, so the- let's see the 1080 was 550 dollars reference where the 980 was 550 dollars reference okay like no we don't see these huge increases um but when you went to the 2080, it went to 800, right? Because they introduced this little thing called ray tracing. And they yeah, thought yeah. ray tracing was going to sell a and billion graphics cards. And it yeah. didn't, right? So now we're seeing the prices not backed off, but stabilized. And for a long time, we, we saw this, say, the 30... Oh, so we call the 3080s the 8th eight, series. The 8th series cards... The, the 780s, the 980s, the 1080s, the 2080s, right? We didn't see much of a price increase, and then we see a jump, right? We saw we see a jump from 550 to 700, but that's over, you know, how many, three years ago, five years ago, whatever it was. So now we're seeing the, tw- the 2080 to the, seven, the 3080 at 700, which is appropriate at this point. Computer hardware is getting better. It's getting faster. It's getting more useful. There's a lot more things going on with the hardware, and at some point there is an increase in price that is justified. And I think at $700, which is what the last the 8 series released at, is Uh absolutely fine. I won't disagree with you there. I think when it's warranted, when you do see that jump in technology, obviously a business has got to do what a business has got to do. They have a bottom line to meet. They are one of two companies that provide this service. So they, they control the market right now. But it is nice to see at this point, even though I do feel bad for people who bought the more expensive card from last generation, especially if you made that Listen, purchase. You don't buy computer hardware after two years of a card being out. Right, you just simply do not buy it because there is a new card coming around, and you definitely don't buy it in August. You do not buy computer hardware in August. You see CPUs being announced. You're we're on we're on the edge of our seat waiting for the new uh, AMD stuff to be announced. Right, the four thousand series, man. Oh, it's it's gonna be great. Um, Every day, any day now. (laughs) This is useless. Um, What? You see graphics cards being announced, and every once in a while, you get these one of these big leaps, right? If you had bought a, 20, a 1080 Ti and the 2080 was coming out, you wouldn't have kicked yourself in the pants, right? But from yeah. the 2080 to the 3080, you are, or the 2080 Ti to the 3080, yeah, yeah. you are. Um, but realistically, 
it's your own fault for buying stuff in August because this stuff comes out in September and October every year. Unless you're doing the thing that I often do, which is I wait for the new version of the cell phone to come out. So and then the you buy the model can... after because it goes down in price. That doesn't happen in yeah. graphics cards, though. Mm. Oh, so there's no markdown on, like, the older? No. Like, no. No, no absolutely no. not. You, you'll see a... No. <laughs> and then the older it gets, the more expensive it gets, right? Uh, because... because then it's rare, right? There isn't yeah, 1080 yeah. Ti's left. So 1080 Ti's are $1,500 right now, the ones that are still left in stock. So yeah. you're going to see the $700 2080, and it's going to sit at seven or 800 bucks forever. You can get a 1060 anyway, though. They seem to be just giving these things away at this point. 1060s? If you can yeah. find, like, a, like, an actual brand-new 1060, like, buy it, because they're, they're worth whatever money you're going to pay for it. Yeah, it's a good price point. I love you, Beatrice. You're doing a good job over there. Just running the games, man. Well, Margaret Thatcher got kicked out? Yeah. No, Margaret Thatcher is the whole computer. Beatrice is her heart, though. So the CPU is Beatrice? Uh, no, the, the CPU is uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. All right, I like it. I like it. All right. You know what's crazy, though? Last thing on this subject, right? I know AMD is going to release their card here pretty soon. The, uh, the graphics card is going to be a lower price point with a worse card. Let's be fair. Worse card. Um, I want to see what the presentation is going to be like. Also, I would like to see those two CEOs uh, fight, fight to, to the, the death. death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, would, uh, I think the AMD like CEO is a woman, right? Yes. Yes, she is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I have my yes, money on her. her. You got your money on her? <laughs> she yeah. looks like she has a good, uh, good she uh, triangle. Sturdy. Yeah. Thick bones ready for war. I, bones are all about the same size, buddy. While we're talking about <laughs> this type of stuff, man, uh, you know, we were discussing this in the pre-show, but uh, Bloomberg is actually the sponsor for this show, Bloomberg Business. Whenever you need more money, more money. Ain't, ain't going to have to work again. Bloomberg. Actually, if they called us to sponsor us, whatever they asked us to do next, like, hey, money's coming, but we got a list. I'm like, all right. <laughs> consider the list done. Uh, yeah, we've been going back and forth on the new next gen console. I know where you stand. You know where I stand. We know what's coming. We, we, we've pretty much called it and predicted the pricing and how everything's going to go. But there was something I wanted to get your opinion on was the manufacturing cost of the PlayStation. And Rumored, the type of alleged manufacturing cost. Of the alleged, alleged, alleged. Uh, so we're looking here. I was going, I went back and read an old Bloomberg article. $450 to manufacture the PlayStation 5. Okay. Now, like we were going over before Makes the sense. show. They're 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 willing to accept the loss, especially with things like PS Now. They're counting on the subscriptions, add-ons to the device, all that type of stuff. Uh, but we've already got the prices for the Microsoft devices. Some people are speculating that the actual console with the disc, uh, the Blu-ray player, is going to be six hundred. Discless, okay. which is going to be five hundred. No performance hit. For the PlayStation Five without the disc, okay, it's gonna run. It's, it runs at the same specs as the one with the disc, just a lower so price. Here's the issue: I don't think that that's gonna be true. They're gonna release a lower spec model, right? They, they've already set this precedent with the the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Four Pro, right? Mm -hmm. We already have this precedent set, so this is gonna be it going forward. How much longer? How much later did the PlayStation Pro release after the original uh, PlayStation? Pro? Was it a, it was a year? Year? No, I think it was, it was a, a was it a year or six months? I thought it was fairly shortly after. Yes. I thought it was like I thought it was maybe two years. I could be wrong because uh, I didn't oh, get it. it might be way way later. Um, yeah, that's what I'm I thought. To just find out. Because they had this um, right when right right around the time when I started working at the school, which was the first time that I heard them mention 
4K for the PlayStation 4. That doesn't mean that that was the first time it happened, but that was the first time it Three years. So it originally came out in November of 13, and then the PS4 Pro came out in 16. September of 16, so three years. So that's 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 what's making this whole thing interesting to me. I don't know, obviously, this portion. They are saying that there is no performance hit for the discless version of the PlayStation 5, which is interesting because it's going to be competing with the Xbox Series S, basically going heads up. But here's the cool thing about this, and someone brought uh, pointed this out when I was listening to their stream today. It's like you can actually buy the Series S as kind of an impulse buy. It's like, hey, I'm normally a PlayStation pl- uh, player. $300 though, right? Yeah, but three hundred dollars for an impulse buy is not that bad. It's right, but but it, once you start tacking on, you know, a, a, Xbox yeah. Live, you have to buy, pay an additional sixty dollars on top of it, and then you have to yeah. rebuy that game that you already bought on PlayStation for another sixty dollars on top of it, and that uh, that original impulse buy of three hundred dollars becomes five hundred very quickly. Unless unless you're one of those weirdos where you don't actually need to rebuy the game on the Xbox because you're like, hey, I have exclusive that I only play on Sony. Mm-hmm. And there are games that I've wanted access to on Xbox. On the on Xbox. That game being Halo, a lot of you know, I will admit it, I know a lot of PlayStation players who are like, hey, man, the only game I ever feel like I'm missing out on is it's Halo. Halo. But, only, let's think about mm-hmm. it. Let's think about it for a second, though. That's the only real yeah. exclusive that they have. Right? They have Forza. But yeah. what really other exclusive do they have on Xbox anymore? I, there was one game. PlayStation mm-hmm. has always had the better exclusive. Wait, Titan, Titanfall. You know, for sure. Titanfall, Titanfall is not an exclusive, I don't believe. It's not. No, it's not. No. You can't get it on PlayStation. I'm pretty positive you can. Uh, you may be right, but I'm pretty sure I tried. Yeah, the I first thing I, might... I look up when Titanfall, I literally just type in Titanfall and Titanfall 2 PS4 comes up. Does it? Yes. Damn it. Yeah, you can get it on PlayStation. Um, you said PS2? Four. Uh, oh, it was sorry. an EA game. It wasn't made by, you know, the, the exclusives come from Microsoft or Sony, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't come from EA uh, for the most part, right? They, they, it can right. happen. It has happened before, but, I, dude, I don't think I don't think Microsoft really has exclusives anymore. Forza and, and Halo excluded. There's got to be something else. That can't be there. I know that was the big knock against the uh, the Xbox One when it came out that there weren't enough exclusives on launch and then even afterwards. Gears, I guess. Yeah, Gears. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Wow. Everyone one one more game, huh? Um, yeah. Everyone loves Gears except for you, man. People have a good time. Halo, man. Gears, Forza, <laughs> Sea of Thieves Forza. is really what I thought. That's now, weird. Sea of Thieves, that's a game that keeps on giving. It's a great, it's a great game. They just released a DLC for it. Did they? Yeah, I don't know what it is, and I haven't played it yet, but I'm going to soon. But that um, could be your game. The original Titanfall, it looks like, was an exclusive to Xbox. Was it? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. OG. Yeah. Because I remember my buddy playing it, and he was like, "Yeah, you can get it on PlayStation." I'm like, "I don't think I can." Two, two went cross, and then. But here's the thing. So I do not saying that this is going to be a huge market for people, but I do think that's a chance for people to buy it. But it's interesting that PlayStation is releasing a console without a disc and there's no performance hit, and that's going to be going against the Microsoft one. If you just stop and think about that for just a second, the only reason I feel like the console wars may have gotten a little bit more interesting is now I want to see how this splits the market. Like, what are people going to go for? I'm predicting that people are good. People who are below here's the, middle class. Here, here's on, the on. thing. Here's the thing. Hold it doesn't fucking yeah. matter anymore. Everything is cross-platform. The console wars point. don't make sense anymore, dude. Because, because 
really the console war started on Call of Duty, right? They yeah, yeah. started on Call of Duty. They, they really heightened in Call of Duty. Let's be fair. The console wars have always been there. Right. They heightened on Call of Duty because it was like, yo, are you going to play on Xbox? Are you going to play Call of Duty? The better players are on Xbox. No, the better players are on, on fucking PlayStation, right? And I was on PlayStation, so clearly the better players were on PlayStation. Um, Makes sense. Makes sense. That's where it started, but it doesn't matter anymore, man. Everyone can play together. It doesn't matter. PC players will always remain supreme, other than the fact that fucking aim assist is kind of OP in some games. Um, Call of Duty excluded. I actually thought it was pretty fair. Um, That's if you play those type of games. I know this is a stretch for you. There are people who don't play those games. But, okay, let's look, let's look at other things, right? <laughs> Wait, uh, hold Fortnite. Up. I want to I give you props, because I thought there was a low blow coming. I thought they, I was for sure there was a joke. Round all those people up and get them into a small room and start shooting. No, 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 Let me play him in the new COD when it comes out. That's, that's, that'll be their embarrassment. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter anymore. Like, at some point... Um, the new Need for Speed game is now cross-platform, right? I can yeah. play with people on console when I'm on play. I'm on PC, like you it's know. It's crazy that Sony held out for so long on that man. Like they really did fight tooth and nail. Not to, you remember when that whole thing was happening? It was. I, just like, I know. I talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. and then Epic of all, of, it's just crazy to think about. Like they were just Epic is not they, the people who did it first. Who, no, who did it for who strong arm Sony in it? They were like, then we're going to remove the game off of your market. I, that was, was uh, Fortnite, I believe. Uh, yes, but yeah, truly yeah. the people who did it first, the cross-platform originally, was Rocket mm. League. Oh, man, that game is so much fun. I can't play it ever again. I don't, I don't get that, but you and your kids should play Rocket League. That shit would be hilarious. Um, no, no. Get them all in. Get them all in. <laughs> Give a little one a controller, too. That should be amazing. We're gonna- what are we gonna have like a LAN party? I gotta buy multiple PlayStations. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could be on your PC. You know, dominate. You already have. You already have like three PlayStations. So what does it matter? Five. Exactly. Um. So one step further than cross-platform, Call of Duty is gonna be cross-generation. Well, uh, explain that. PS4, PS5 will be able to play together. Really? Yeah, I thought. Wait, I, I'm sorry, Stevie. I love you to death. I thought. <laughs> I thought cross generation was gonna be was pretty self explanatory. No, no, no. I, when you said cross generation, I didn't think councils. I was like, you're gonna be play, be able to play, play with old people. <laughs> no, no, no. You're gonna play an older version of someone else. I'm like, what a newer version. I'm like, what? That doesn't make. Sense. Yeah. So, um, you're gonna be able to play PS4 and PS5 together. Um, that's fairly interesting because they're releasing right on the edge, right? This right. is the game that'll have to do that. Next one won't have to worry about that. I'm curious about the netcode capabilities with that, but that, that's really about it. It's crazy to think, man, that one day in the, the near future that the PlayStation 4 servers will come to an end. Right? Not near future. PS3 servers are still up, aren't they? Are they up? Oh, that's uh, right. It was there, the are, there are some PS4 3 servers, I believe, are still up. I'm, yes. Because I could log in. I've played Modern Warfare 2 a year ago on my ps3 and that's still up that's crazy that they're still going man i remember the big to do when the playstation 2 servers went down all three that was like what five years four years ago the ps5 five five years ago but the ps the ps2 came out how long ago 20 years ago so long ago, 99 or some shit right moses was walking around that's why exactly he was making dirt (laughs) <laughs> Moses never made dirt use. I the I was mixing that expression with the expression uh, you're older than dirt. 
it, it, it landed. It landed. You did. So <laughs> release date was originally was 2000 for the PlayStation 2, and it technically was discontinued in 2013. Wow. But some servers still lasted. There are actually people right now trying to hack together SOCOM yeah, 2 yeah, servers. Yeah, yeah, did you hear about yeah, that for the PS2? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love those guys. You you know what? I love the mod Freaks. homebrew. No, what? Those are my people, man. So what if I watch? <laughs> I watch a German guy stream for three hours while he's writing code for Linux for on his fucking PS3. That admittedly works kind of. <laughs> no, you know the the best thing about that guy's stream is the way he says tinkering. He's like, no, there's no reason to really do this unless you are into a little tinkering. And I'm just like, it just it sounds dirty. Like every time it's fun though. <laughs> you know what though, man. It's going to be interesting. It's an interesting time in the Holder House because right now I'm really, really caught in the decision. PlayStation 5 for the boy or a computer for the boy? I'm leaning more towards a computer for Me the too. boy. Me too. Uh, you don't get a say in this. No, but I am I am an influencing partner. <laughs> you don't get to stand there at Christmas like, I picked that one out for you. I, I, I helped. I don't like to it's stand there at Christmas. I'm not a Christmas stander. You know what's crazy, though? You know, it's one thing I want to see go away, whether it's on console or PC. More so, this is a console thing. No, I don't think anyone really wants to stream their games. When I should say anyone, I don't want to really want to stream my games. I tried it with the PS Now, uh, my PS Now subscription, and it's something that just... What do you mean? Does it like streaming it from one PlayStation to another? No, streaming it from their servers. Instead of downloading it onto the PlayStation, oh, like okay. actually streaming it or doing the... Uh, what is Google's failed thing that's Stadium? still going on? stadia i don't know if there's i, I did, like, don't I, think it's failed it's still going no it's still it's still up it's still running they, they're putting new games up in there you can uh, play some new stuff but does anyone actually want to do this do you actually want to be like stream the games with the latency and all that stuff not me man um there is an answer to that question and it's generally no um because yeah. of the latency now you've i don't think you've ever used steam in-home streaming i don't know if you even if are familiar with no. what that is i so know like, yeah, i know on my on my main pc i have a bunch of games downloaded right but i'm on yeah. my mac i could download steam go sit out in the living room and play as if i were playing on here and it's fairly yeah. lossless it's actually fairly good okay not perfect well, but fairly good, <laughs> right but like after the nostalgia of 10 minutes of like, oh, now I'm sitting in my living room playing. And then you realize your family's around you and you're like, oh, there's a reason I play. <laughs> I hate you people. <laughs> and then walk away. Um, no, I mean, realistically, if I wanted to, I'd bring my fucking computer out there. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I don't want to. <laughs> there's a TV over That's there I could play on. That's why I always thought the PS Vita was so weird. Like when people were like, but look, you're not understanding. But the Go PSP ahead. was awesome. No, the PSP was amazing psp strange psp strange. That, it fucked there is no stronger and i'll fight anyone that says anything different no stronger homebrew community than those weirdos who used to hack and mod the games onto the ps the psp <laughs> yeah it was so easy bro it was so e i could do it it's best homebrew community man i mean we're talking about guys that are like ah, i guess the ps3 homebrew community is pretty legit too like anything you find weirdos hold on for a second we're not weird we're just you know not used to being around other people in public and we're not socially right? adjusted <laughs> <laughs> man 
None of this matters anymore. You know why? Because the GOAT is getting ready to come back to MMA. This is what you really wanted to talk about. I've been watching his fights nonstop. Don't you fall asleep. We're talking about I've one of the greatest. I've never seen a Nick Diaz fight. Knocked Robbie Lawler out cold. He was a good fighter from what, I, what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Better than his brother. Legitimate contender yeah. in yeah. his time. Yeah. Couldn't care any less. <laughs> when was the last time he had a win? Six years? Uh, his last win was against Anderson Silva. Really? He beats? I thought, he, oh, he beat Silva. Interesting. Yeah, it was, that was the strangest fight in all of history. <laughs> like, I bought that pay-per-view. That was a no, it was a no contest. It was overturned. Was it? Did they, oh, that's right, because he tested for, uh, he popped for weed or something like that, didn't His he? last win was October 29th, 2011. He's the GOAT. Against BJ Penn. Dude, he was on a streak, though. Holy shit. He's you. You can't even understand how sick his jits is. Amazing his cardio is, and his There's boxing an eleven fight win streak. Holy shit! His boxing is actually very, 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 very good. Much better than his brothers. In fact, when he squares up and he actually strikes, some of the slickest boxing that True. you've ever seen. And it's amazing because his body work is great too. I'm just glad to see him coming back, man, because. I want to see how he stacks up against whatever can they put up put against him because I want to see if he's actually. I mean, because what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna throw him in there with a killer? You gonna put him up there? What weight class is he fighting at? Eighty five. Yeah, he can fight at eighty five or welterweight. But what are you? Neither of those things are good situations for a man that's been sitting out this long. It's a, like what are you like? Okay, let's give him Robert, Robert Whitaker at uh, at middleweight. That's a horrible fight. That's a horrible fight for him for, for a notorious slow starter. A durable fighter like Robert Whitaker, like wow, the reason he we'll got... see, man, we'll see. Okay, okay. Here's a good fight for him. This is the fight to make for him. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. No, Robbie Lawler. No, nobody wants to see that again. Nobody wants to because then it's you're taking MMA too old school, right? Now we got to go back Damian to a time. Maya? And... Yeah. Oh, that would be a good jits affair. That'd be good. But Damian Maya probably wins that one. Neil Magny. <sighs> Goat. Every time you say his name, man, it's like someone said something. Divine. Make him fight his brother. <laughs> they, would, they would never do that. Actually, Hold on. Did you hear that that Masvidal Diaz 2 was a legitimate thing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fucking stupid, dude. I'm, I'm, so, I, I'm like one bad decision away from fucking writing the UFC off. One bad decision? Your own or theirs? Theirs, not mine. I don't, I don't, I don't make bad decisions, admittedly. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. There's a market for it. People want to see the rematch. This is uh, the type of stuff that's going to keep the company afloat a little bit longer until they kind of settle someone into as their new pay-per-view draw. Yeah, I've who debated. Is it? I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I think that Usman, I agree with you now that Usman might start peering his head out as more of a draw. If they can, like, if they if market they him correctly. break into, like, Africa, like the legitimate African market. Yeah, like the... There are a lot of Nigerians that uh, follow him, and they're very appreciative yeah. that they have a champion now. Obviously, uh, Francis Ngannou might be a huge draw for them in the future. I think the reason they're entertaining, uh, entertaining Big Diaz coming back is because he's a draw. Believe it or not, people do enjoy watching his fights. He's, he's never name. been like he's a name. He's, yeah, he's never been like say a Connor draw, but you know he's he's a fun fighter to watch, and uh, whoever they put him up against is going to be interesting because then you get a lot get a lot of hardcores. 
they're going to watch that fight because they're going to want to see how he does in it. I honestly think, let me just make my case here for the Stephen Wonderboy please, Thompson please. situation, right? So you get, I want to, you want to put him up against someone that's going to be a legitimate threat. You're going to want to put him up against someone that actually can bring the fight to him. I agree. Robbie Lawler would be a great one. I think Robbie Lawler, the only reason he wouldn't take that fight is because if he loses to him again, then that's, you know, that's it. That diminishes some of his own star power. And as much as Robbie is a just show up and bleed fighter, you need someone who's going to go in there and then make it competitive enough for people to tune in. I don't think it should be a pay-per-view fight. I don't care how. I don't, you know, you put them five rounds on the ESPN Plus card. You think he's immediately going to be a a headliner? Yes. People are going to tune in for that, but they're not going to tune in for pay-per-view. It's just it's it's an it's an insult to the fans. But Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, this could be his step into the middleweight division. You give him someone who has been dominant in the middleweight division before. I'm willing to debate this with Luke Thomas or anyone else. Fifteen years ago, though. Fifteen years ago, the man is still in amazing shape. You cannot let those two morons fool you. They show up the worst that one of the Diaz brothers has ever looked was Nate. And when he showed up to fight RDA and he showed he didn't make weight, which is a weird thing for either one of those guys because they usually the show only time up. Either one of them has missed weight, I would imagine, right? As far as I know, someone could probably pull up something from the past, but I think I think Steven would be a great fight for him, especially if we don't have to watch it be a grappling affair for the the casuals, right? People want to tune in and they want to see a just bang fight, and I think that would be a good one. Also, you're putting Thompson up against someone who's very durable, right? He's not going to go down with a head kick. He's not going to go down from a spinning body kick, and he's going to bring the fight to Steven Wonderboy Thompson, and you don't have to worry about Wonderboy just laying back, relying on the uh, the karate point point. Uh, point style of fighting i think it would actually be really good also i don't think there's anyone else you could really put him against that he isn't going to get demolished we would just talk but there's no one else in the welterweight division or middleweight can you name anyone besides uriah hall and middleweight that you would feel comfortable putting him against oh man you don't want to see him fight anderson spider silver again do you no you didn't see the, you didn't see the first fight thank god go ahead chris weidman oh That's a good fight. <laughs> you thought I was going to come up with some bullshit, didn't you? The only reason it's a good fight is because, oh, man. I love Chris Weidman, man. He is the bigger, <laughs> he's the big Frankie Edgar. He is, he is, he is. Um, That, the, man, what's the kid's name that Ronda coaches? Shabazian? Oh, that, yeah, what about that guy? That'd be a good fight for Nick Diaz. It's not a big enough name for Nick, man. He's ranked 11 right now, though. Who cares? That's a good point. The rankings don't fucking matter. Um, what are you talking about? Rankings. Is this Hermanson? Oh, you know who? Well, Derek Brunson. There you go. Ooh. I think Derek, Brunson will smoke Brunson. him, I think. Yeah, Brunson comes in with that sloppy fighting style, man. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine what his striking coach feels like when he goes and he's like, "We've been working on this for three months, Derek." <laughs> cutting his own, was, cutting his own hands off. I thought that was pretty funny in your stream where you were like, "Steve, you move like this, just a little bit. You got more head movement under Rousey." And I'm like, "Oh, poor Rousey." <laughs> <Ron. laughs> Jesus. 
for anyway. <laughs> um, we got, uh, in other we UFC got... news, though, hold on. Let, let's be fair. If we're going to do UFC, we should do it all together. Um, oh, God. The other UFC news is the fact that Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson is not happening. Yeah, it's off, man. It's off it's because off. Dust, they won't pay Dustin, and Dustin's refusing the fight. Yeah. And I, and I absolutely with agree that. with Dustin on this one. Yeah, I'm with Dustin. I mean, uh, so he doesn't have a leg to stand on, of course, legally. If they've already, if he's in his contract and they just recently negotiated that contract, obviously you don't have anything to stand on. You, I, here's the thing, right? You might have more wiggle room on the pay per view buys, right? I want more points on the pay per view buy, but you can't. It's going to be hard pressed at this point with this economy, with a, their their parent company, the UFC's parent company, not doing well themselves. To a WME. Yeah, to, to oh. negotiate a we, new contract. We might, we might be able to sweep in and buy the UFC pretty soon. <laughs> I'm saving my shekels. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but it's like you're not going to be able to renegotiate that contract. But you have a better chance of renegotiating your pay-per-view buys. Yeah. Like, hey, I want this many points. But that sucks that it's off, dude. That really does suck that it's off. I just I wonder what, the, what he wanted, right? Dustin Poirier is one of the guys, in my opinion, that the UFC should take care of. Robbie Lawler oh, is another one of those guys that that always comes to mind. The uh, Cowboys, Cowboy. uh, uh, Pettis, um, the anywhere. Not fuck Neil Magny. No, dude, he shows up for them, dude. He is show before oh, he got a, uh, he got I injured, just, but he's just awful. Um, just the the people who show up anytime, anywhere. Edgar, that's a good one. Um, they need to be taken care of, and I think I think Poirier. What is his last eight fights or fight of the nights or some shit like performance bonuses slash fight of the nights? Like he deserves to be taken care of. No, I mean, absolutely. I'm just I can't believe I'm sitting on this side of the table for once. I'm saying economically, you are not going to get them to raise your contract at all. At this point, you have a better chance. I'm not I'm not saying this towards you, but the, they're you not paying me anything. Right? So I think I have a chance. Yeah, yeah, you do. You you have a great chance. <laughs> Dana would probably strangle both of us, and he's like, "I heard what you said about me on your show. <laughs> just kill us both." But it's just like you got to. I think you need some real powerhouse lawyers in there, and like that has to be something negotiated in the contract previously. I know nothing about UFC contracts, but there has to be some clause that says, "Hey, we have to be able to sit down and renegotiate the pay per view buys." There's like, there's always H5. that. UFC is also notorious for for re for renegotiating a contract every time a fighter fights. I don't know if you know this or not. Um, I did not know that. A lot of times when, when a fighter fights, especially if it's going to be a headline, they will they will entice them with a new contract. Hey, we're going to bump you up to this amount of money for the next X amount of fights, but we just decided, yeah, we'll, we'll worry about that contract. We're going to get rid of it. Here's a better one, right? And if this was the case, and du- they said that the Dustin and Dustin's like, hey, actually, you know what? This is right. And I think I deserve this much money. And the UFC is like, well, actually, we're going to go back to the original contract. And he's like, you know what? Actually, fuck you. And I think that's what happened. And I think that's what's appropriate. I would be interested to know what his current contract is. What his show. It's probably, not uh, enough. Con- probably not enough. Yeah. Uh, he's f- He's been with them for what? Five, five, six, seven years, 10 years, maybe. Can't know. be ten years already. Can't be ten years already. Um, how many fights? Do you know how many fights he has left on this contract at this point? I have point? no idea. They're gonna renegotiate. They'll probably come back to the table on this thing. But uh, it's his funny first because is nine years. His first nine. fight in the UFC was January first, two thousand eleven. It's actually closer to ten years than it is nine years at this point. You know the crazy thing is. Uh, so the same thing with the whole John Francis thing. I think they will circle back to this fight. You know, but sure. they they say no all the time the first time around man and it's i can't i can't even count on my hand how many fights on both my hands how many fights 
were not supposed to happen, and then they came back to the table on it because it was like, all right, we need to sit down and make this happen. Most notoriously, uh, I think that happens the most with George St. Pierre. People think it's Conor McGregor, but George has managed to to, to get more money out of them a few times. Silva quite too, right? It wasn't Silva yeah. big on that? And I was right. Yeah. Dustin Poirier's last eight fight were fight of the nights. Yeah. So, so see, what's, what's he complaining about? Got 50000 each. each of those. It's not a poor man. No, he's not, but he deserves to be compensated. No, absolutely. But let's just call it what it is. You want to be compensated because you're going up against a dangerous fighter. This, I'd say that out loud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, I think you just say it. Like, hey, you know who Tony Ferguson is. This could very well be my last fight. I don't know what this guy's gonna do when I step into the octagon. He might actually bite me. And who knows when his last Texas shot good, was? Good point. <laughs> who knows yeah. when his last Texas <laughs> shot was? Holy shit. But I, it's a shame. I'm going to mourn the fight because that was going to be amazing. I actually had Dustin winning that fight. In my mind, I saw Dustin beating the brakes off of Tony Yeah, I did the same way uh, Gaethje did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Um, I just don't know what the exact terms of the contract. I would have to read the contract, right? And I don't have that uh, ability. I don't have it in front of me all the time. Um Connor got tested on his yacht, by the way, since we're talking I about don't MMA. give two fucks. About it, Connor's <laughs> like, but I'm retired, bro. And the top, no, the top comment on Twitter literally uh, was, "Well, I mean, you could be an adult and just remove yourself from the USADA testing pool." Because he's not retired, man. He's not retired. As soon as he gets below thirty million, he's gonna need to take a fight. You know, because he's the type of guy who's like, "I don't want to yeah, go but below." Who 30. the fuck is he gonna fight, man? If I, I was know. anybody in the UFC, Nick Diaz, <clears throat> fuck it, sign me up. <laughs> Nate Diaz. <laughs> like, nope, every, no, don't care. Every, everyone would pay for the third fight. I don't, everyone. I don't care. I don't I, care. I know, I know you don't care now, but by the time the ad promos got through with you and then one boring Friday night, you'd be right there with me on a Saturday night watching that. Here's the issue, right? <laughs> Nate Diaz is the more active fighter right now. <laughs> and he's fought once <laughs> i mean who else could, i mean obviously they would put him up against uh it's funny at one point there was like clamoring from people they wanted to see him fight anderson silver and i'm like you guys are trying to get this dude killed i'm like you realize anderson silver has fought at light heavyweight before <laughs> like the man walks around at like 215 220 like, anderson silver doesn't beat him though oh I, anderson I, I, silver. power yes power wise he beats him Connor gets hit with the wrong punch. He's going. No you, one had. When's no one the had last eight. time you saw Anderson Silva fight that you thought it was competitive? Ah, oh, man. I'm trying to think. It's been years, man. It's literally what, been years. Are we, about, are we talking about pre Blue Juice or post Blue Juice? But the, how long ago was Blue Juice? Six years ago? Yes. Uh, yeah, about six years ago. That's, that's, he... that's the issue, right? Is that we're, we're not. Who's he fought in the last three years? He's fought a couple of times. Uh, For, Israel Adesanya. Brunson. Then he got he got hurt his leg fighting another guy. Oh, the guy that's gonna fight uh freaking Robert Whitaker. Right? That was the guy. What's that guy's name? Cannoneer. Yeah, didn't he? He fought Cannoneer. So he, he beat Derek Brunson, but that was three years ago. Right. Uh, and that yeah. was yeah, that was old Derek Brunson, right? What? His He's last... had one fight. He's had one fight. That makes him look different. You call it old Derek Brunson. <laughs> Not this new reinvigorated goat of Derek Brunson. His last win was a year later than Nick Diaz. He beat Stefan Bonner in 2012. 
Oh man, poor Stefan Bonner. He threw that spinning back kick, and that was like the worst move have you seen. He tested positive for some metabolite that same fight. I don't. This is, this is a, yeah the uh, yeah, but he, they, they didn't overturn it though. No, it they wasn't. Didn't. Well, because because Anderson Silva won. <laughs> you know what? You know what's crazy, man. I miss those days in the UFC, man. Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin. Rashad Evans. This is when people were like, "Man, this is Chael a new Sonnen. <laughs> dude." Chael, do you know that Rashad Evans was supposed to fight DC? I'm could sure you imagine? Could you imagine Rashad Evans in there with DC, and instead they gave him poor Dan Henderson? Who booked that fight? <laughs> they were just trying to get Dan Henderson killed. Let's get off the UFC, man. Nick Diaz is the goat. Neil Magny's the goat. Too many goats. Nate. Too many goats. <laughs> Uh, actually, while we're talking about contract disputes, actually, let's go right, to, right into the Canelo stuff. Um, this is you, dirty had, business. you had dirty. brought this up to me, and I'd like for you to lay it out again. All right. So here's the long and short of it, man. Uh, so we remember when Alvarez signed his phone, uh, his uh, new contract with, how do you pronounce the name of the company again? DAZN. DAZN. And DAZN has made the claim that they are ending traditional pay-per-views. That's their whole buy. You know, uh, Bellator has done some some of their events on there in uh Oscar De La Hoya has promoted them pretty heavily. So here is the meat of the argument. Golden he was promised he was promised $360 million for for his contract, right? That ten fight that deal. was yeah, 10 fight deal. That and that is that would have made him the highest paid uh combat sports athlete to date. Obviously Floyd Mayweather has destroyed that record a few times over. Mm-hmm. But that's needless to say. Here's the problem though in the world of boxing. So he made this deal with the zone. He also made a deal with his uh, his promotion. <sighs> I'm gonna try to keep this all clear and concise. The promotion made a sec had a second contract with the zone. Their contract with the zone was for sixty five million dollars. They were gonna give him uh, him being Canelo forty, the 40 million dollars. You're million butchering dollars. this. Would you like me to lay it out? No, no, I'm not butchering it. I'm giving it to you. The exact way that it came to me, so I got I, look. I got a lot of sources in the street, and I got to protect them. But I, right? can you give us? You can just give us the facts. I don't want to know what you heard. I, w- I want to know the facts. Those are the facts. No, so it was they were forty million dollars per fight. That that's the fact. Yeah, the fact those were going. That was going to Canelo. No, thirty-five million per fight was going to Canelo. Forty million was going to Golden Boy, and then Golden Boy was paying Canelo thirty-five million per Wait, fight. Wait, who was getting? Who was getting the sixty-five million? Nobody. Then? Nobody. I don't know where you got this number. You sent me this nine-minute video to watch of a guy that I didn't enjoy listening to, but it gave me the information factually, uh, so I, I can appreciate. I, 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 I just didn't like him. I, I don't know. I just sometimes I don't fucking like people. I've noticed. I've noticed that you don't like people with silver hair. That's a good point. Um, I've no, I've never really thought about that before. Um, okay, so this this is the facts, right? Go for it. Go for it. The zone signs a deal. I'm using quotation around the zone signs a deal with Canelo. Really, what happened is Canelo signs a deal with Golden Boy for 35 million a fight for 10 fights, right? right. For the next five years or whatever it is, fights twice a year, 70 million dollars a year. Golden Boy signs a promotional deal with the zone for 40 million a fight for 10 fights for Canelo. Network deal. Same shit, right? But they're not a network. Let's be fair; they're a, they're a platform. So we call those, a, that, a platform deal. That was, that was the language of the contract. It was like they put that in there, and I thought that was weird. But go ahead. Okay, whatever. Um, so I, I'm glad you could remember that. Um, 
so Listen. the the way that it was going to work is that the I'm money from was coming from the zone to to Golden Boy Promotions. Promotions was going to pay the thirty five million a fight to Canelo. Right. Now, Canelo claims that he had no idea of that That's secondary second contract. That's where the dispute. Well, actually, that's not where the dispute quite comes in, right? Because the contract between Golden Boy and DeZone mm. says that DeZone can deny Canelo's fights, right? And, and pick and choose who Canelo fights, and was also guaranteed a number of Golovkin fights and and high level and and high big name fights for for promotional reasons, right? And right. on the Canelo Golden Boy contract, Canelo had the final word. And I think that's where the dispute actually comes in. He's fought twice on it. I don't know who he fought either time. He didn't fight Triple G, I don't think. Um, he fought that the middleweight champion that he starched, and there was another guy. So the, at the at the root of this whole thing, this is where this is one of the things that's always frustrated me about boxing. So the promotion and the, the promoter and the fighter typically shouldn't get to pick the next contender you actually gets picked by who the ranking fighter is WBC coming up bc or whatever exactly kovalev so, kovalev is yeah was. that he actually i would say i'm not a canelo fan but he actually looked amazing in that fight and he i want to give him all very good i think Canelo's a good fighter. i want to give him all the props he deserves in that so the root of the argument here is does the zone have the right to pick fights for him they're saying that they don't want him to fight any more cans, that he has fought cans, which is very disrespectful to the two fighters that he did fight because they're both, they weren't cans. Maybe they weren't as dangerous as Triple G. We spoke about this pre show that that was probably what they wanted. They wanted to see that third Triple G fight, which, by the way, I, I'm on a proponent for because I do feel like Triple G got robbed in the first fight. Second fight went the way that it did. Both fights. Hey, got robbed in both <laughs> fights. And, and I well, will say that. I'm so I'm trying I'm trying to be I'm trying to be as mature about it as possible. The first fight was 100% a was a robbery. It was that that was a robbery. Here's a question on the table for all my pugilists. Does this mean does your promoter get to decide who you're going to fight? Does your promoter get to decide behind your back how many fights you should have and who you should be fighting. That's the, that's the situation here. Actually, I think you're wrong on this, right? Because Golden Boy is technically the promoter. Um, what, what the real issue is, is, is the network that your stuff is going to be on, do they get to decide your fights, right? Does HBO get to decide who, who Mike Tyson fights next? Is essentially what the, the correct... Wait, did he, did he fight in Showtime or HBO? He was HBO. Floyd was Showtime. Okay. Right, that would have been that's that's the correct comparison, right? Does does HBO get to get to choose it instead of I don't know who his promoter was, right? Promoter generally is going to choose it, right? I think that's how it traditionally works in boxing. No, it's not. That's the problem. It's supposed, <laughs> and I'm not screaming at you. This is this is how effed up this whole situation has gotten. You and I both fight in the WBC, right? We if I'm if I'm well, the next, I'd rather fight the IBF, but okay. If I if I'm the WBO. <laughs> The WBA. If I'm the next contender, the NABF. You fight the WO, WBO, NBO, NABO, BET, NBC, ABC, MTV. So I haven't even listed half of the 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 sanctioning bodies yet. I'm sorry. No, no, that's and this is not. We can, we can go really deep on it because there have been some actual. One of the most the saddest tales of this was. Uh, 
I forget the fighter's name. I just sent you his reel the other day, but he fought uh, Chavez's son, but he got his belt stripped from him and as calamity like this. The fact of the matter is your promoter does not get to pick your fights. Okay. It's supposed it's, to go to the fight. sanctioning body. Exactly. And because there's so many backroom deals that go on, fights can get pushed off. They can get delayed forever. And this is why I always think it's funny when boxing fans accuse MMA, uh, the sport, they usually say UFC because they think that's the sum total of the sport of ducking the highest ranked opponent. I'm like, this has been happening in boxing forever. But the question is, did De La Hoya make this deal knowing telling Canelo one thing while telling DeZone another? Yes. Now let's look at let's look at the character of De La Hoya. Let's look at his business practices. Yes. The answer and is Golden yes. Boy. The short answer is would yes. Golden Boy. <laughs> would Golden Boy. Allegedly, my speculation, yes. Yes, he did this, man. He is at the root of this thing, and he is screwing. And I'm not even a person who likes Canelo's personality, dude. I think he was a what sore personality. Oh, no, he's got a lot of it, dude. Canelo is the epitome. He's the Wayne Gretzky of boxing. He is a prima donna. Oh, my God. Don't you ever disrespect <laughs> a great one like that. Don't you ever talk about 99 like that. You could talk about Sidney Crosby like that. That would be a fair comparison. You could talk about... Uh, Austin Matthews like that. Don't you dare right. bring the great one into this. So it's funny because uh, CBS News, uh, their, uh, their news article, uh, their, their paper uh, outlet covered this. And even they said, judging on what Sh uh, Sugar Shane Moses, you know who that is, Sugar Shane Moses? I've heard the name for sure. I've probably seen him too. One, you know, another pound for pound, great. You know, had some some bad deals and some bad business deals, but he's been in constant litigation with Golden Boy Productions for years. Spent over a million dollars in litigation fees just trying to get paid for fights that he had on their promotion. Do you understand sure. like how crazy that is to have fought, lost, been injured, been hospitalized, and still be owed hundreds of millions of dollars? And the thing was like apparently. Uh, I told you I'd get that money back. You just got to push that button on your phone. And I'll get it all back for you every last dime. <laughs> but here's the thing, man. So apparently, so this is where we get into allegedly, according to Canelo, that uh, De La Hoya had been telling him, because they hadn't paid him for his last couple of fights or not paid him the full amount. And he'd been telling him that they were going to take care of him. This is always bad business practice. If you're supposed to get paid and someone says, hey, don't worry, we're going to get to you and take care of you. But this has happened so many times that Canelo felt like there is no point that he can have a working business relationship with Oscar from this point on. And Oscar is trying to position himself in this entire thing, at least with the optics, that this is not me. I didn't screw you over. The zone is screwing you over. And everyone else is watching this play out. And it's like, this is a bad look for boxing. For a sport, admittedly, that was already struggling with these type of things, right? How many stories have you heard about the mob influencing fights? You know, people throwing fights to improve the points in Vegas. And it's like it's not like these things can happen in MMA, but it's a sad look, especially when you're talking about what could potentially be the pound for pound king. Right? You don't want to see this guy. There's an argument up. that Canelo is the pound for pound best right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I honestly I think Lomachenko might actually be the pound for pound best. He has very few professional fights compared to what Canelo does. But yeah. I mean, you can see, you can look at his body of work and and just how he how he fights, and you can tell that. Uh, I think he will go down in history as one of the greatest. Uh, I would. It'd be funny to see how many more people are going to keep. His problem is people are ducking him, and Lom that's Lomachenko. That, yeah, that's I, not. Bro, his I would too, man. <laughs> I, th that problem. guy has maybe the single best footwork I've ever seen. 
It's a, he's a beautiful. It's a, it's beautiful. Sergio Martinez. Uh, that's Sir, yes. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're right. Who, on who it was? I was gonna say it. It went interrupt from earlier, but um, this is the thing that pisses me off about this whole situation, man. And like, I'm trying not to be. This is me trying not to be emotional about the situation, which is the fact that we're still dealing with characters like Oscar De La Hoya. Now, this is a man that has spoken so poorly about Floyd Mayweather. And let's just talk about that for a second. Floyd Mayweather is not what I would consider a role model or a good guy, right? He has had run-ins with the laws, des- uh, domestic violence charges. It is sure. what it is, man. He should. He went to jail for that. And if he should have got more time for it, he should have got more time. I'll never argue against you know the consequences for those type of things. Sure. But here's what we can learn from a fighter. Young fighters can learn from a Floyd Mayweather. He took his destiny into his own hands, right? His promoter, he used to be on the same promotion as Oscar De La Hoya. His promoter was promoting Oscar way more than him. So this is when he switched from Pretty Boy Floyd to uh, Mayweather. Money Mayweather to get to fight with De La Hoya, embarrassed yeah. them in that fight, you know, all the way up through the promotion and the actual fight. There was no competitive point at all. But he took his money, you know, he took his destiny into his own hand. And I would like to see more fighters do that. Maybe cut the promoter out or at least put them in the right perspective, which is, hey, you work for me. This is not the other way around. You would have nothing to promote if I wasn't available as a fighter, right? It's just, it's just the, the sad truth. But so many of these promoters are gatekeepers to every situation, and they've worked their way into it. Where yeah, they could stop you. Your opposing promoter can stop you from getting a fight yeah. with the guy you deserve to fight. Sure. I I know I'm standing on my soapbox, but like you're ranked number one, I'm ranked number two. I've beaten everyone under me. It's time to go. Yep. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, dude. That's that's the bottom line, and it sucks. And you should get paid for your efforts. I I feel as strongly about the situation as you do UFC pay, because not only is it a lot of money on the line, we're talking about the future of a sport as well. And and this is when people start jumping ship from boxing to MMA, when it becomes a little bit... Or just jumping ship, right? There's a chance that people just jump ship off of this and just don't... just All right, you know, fuck it, combat sports are dumb. You know, we're going to go watch football because it's the same every year, you know? And it makes makes life a little bit easier. Here's the issue, right? Canelo is Canelo is the type of fighter who will inspire the next generation of fighters, right? I enjoy watching Canelo fight. I think Canelo is an incredible fighter. And you watch yeah. Canelo and you're like, holy shit, like I want to be like this guy, right? He's and grown a lot as a fighter too. After the Floyd fight. Um, yes. After Thank the Floyd you. fight, he's, he's an incredibly different fighter, uh, much, much more um, polished, polished m- much... Uh, He's much better fight IQ, I believe. I think he took a yeah. lot from from that Floyd fight, and and really has grown from that. Um, and put it into use, yeah, yeah, for sure. Correct. Here's a, here's another question: How yeah. much money is Canelo going to win from this? Oh, so my bet is he it. gets out of the contract but wins zero money. I I figured you were going to say that. I think that he's going to get at least. 40 because it depends on how much money each one of the company uh each each one each company has right so we'd have to crack the books and see <laughs> right see he's gonna be <laughs> this would bankrupt both the zone and oscar de la hoya twice yeah. over right that's yeah. why i'm saying i think at this point in his career 30 years old boxing what you fight until about 38 or so right and that's yeah. where you're out of your prime and then you, you fight legacy fights until about the mid 40s um and then sometimes into your 60s if you're if you're mike tyson um Ugh. Or fifties, I'll have. Fu- yeah, it'll never happen. Um, tune in, tune in. <laughs> um, 
I don't think he gets anything out of it. This is a very clear case. It's very cut and dry. Um, it, it shouldn't be like this goes to the court of law. This is this is a half a day's proceeding, and everyone takes lunch and goes home. Like, yeah, the problem is that so he wins the first case, right? Judge says pay pay him, pay him everything. Then the right? appeal comes, and <laughs> and the appeal comes. I think eventually, when it's all said and done, uh, he gets maybe sixty percent. If it's available, you think there's no way that either company could afford it. That's the issue. That's, that's what I'm saying. They, that's if they don't get liquidated and all their, you know, everything is seized and that type of stuff. I'm <laughs> looking I was at like, <laughs> I own both Oscar De La Hoya himself <laughs> and DeZone. We're doing all of the fights now, boys. I'm quitting fighting. I'm a promoter now. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. If you ever want to see the inner workings of the different vari uh variations of the boxing uh bodies watch sergio martinez's documentary and just to see what he went through right and to sure. see how he was stripped stripped of his belt like i had heard of stuff like this before and like people it's were talking to me but so so crooked man it's it's extremely crooked and I, I i worry i worry because you know dana comes from that world people don't know that about him he comes from the boxing world him. yeah yeah and uh he very much has that ingrained in him and in the way he deals with people but no one in the UFC right now is getting screwed out of $350 million. Bro, they've right? not paid collectively over the entire time the UFC has been a thing. They have not paid $350 million. <laughs> and I would be willing to put fucking money on that. With that said, now that we've sang Canelo's praises and we've, you know, we've come to the agreement. What, right, he still right is, is right, a ginger, bro. and I, I, I don't appreciate that. Find him on site. I still think we need. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm good. You can have you can have all the fun you want with that. I'm not getting fucking. I still think we need the Triple G fight, the third one. So let's take it from a fan's perspective, right? Because somewhere there's a crotchety fan that's you know, and I I would agree with this crotchety fan. They're like, you know what? The zone is right. He shouldn't get paid this much money to fight cans. He should fight the most dangerous fighter every time he steps in there. And you have an argument, sure. and your argument is correct. I he should going up against the top for the amount of money best that we're going to pay him best of the best all the time but that's just not how it works man and it, it sucks it sucks on both ends sucks for the fighters sucks for the fan but i think triple g is old and let me tell you why i'm gonna make my case man mm -hmm. they ducked that poor man until he was a certain age mm -hmm. where they thought it was the best time to fight him and then he and a lot him. of people <laughs> so here's yep yep, yep. and here's here, here's where you got to be consistent right so canelo or his fans, as you say, I've never heard him say this. They felt like the Floyd fight was too early, which is probably true. But, it, you know, he took the fight. Too early in Canelo's career? Yeah, too early in his career. He was too green to go up against someone like uh, Floyd. But I guarantee that's not what his team was telling him. You know that's not what they were telling him. They were like, you can beat this guy. All the way down from his trainer up to Oscar, they were like, you can beat him. You've seen reels on him. You can beat him. But at the same time, there are people who would defend Canelo and say, no, he fought Triple G when he was supposed to. I'm like, that's a lie. That's an absolute lie. That like he, he fought, fought him, him when he five years earlier, or what not five years, but like five fights earlier, probably. Well, you know, we can go into the coulda shouldas. I would it's really the, it's like the to... same it's the same situation with Pacquiao versus uh Mayweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. That don't that get me started on that. happened literally five years earlier. And the only reason it did oh, you you wouldn't even go even more uh Sugar Ray Leonard versus Hands of Stone. I forget the uh, Robert Duran. The first fight happens. We were literally talking about stuff before I was born. So okay, all right. Well, it's one of the. It's I'll send you the reels. Let me explain it. So 
at the time, Sugar Ray Leonard is America's champion. Robert mm-hmm. Durant comes in. He is the, the champion of, you know, the, the, the small people, of poor people. He's going up against the American <laughs> champion. Small people. No, not small in stature. <laughs> like small in, in consequence. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he embarrassed Sugar Ray Leonard throughout the entire <laughs> fight. <laughs> I look at that. Sugar Ray Leonard's last fight, like last legitimate fight, was 91. <laughs> yeah, bro. And he fought Sugar uh, Ray Hector Camacho in 97. But Oh, Camacho was one of the greats. So Sugar Ray Leonard fights him the second time, right? The infamous no moss, right? He he's embarrassing Durant to the point where he's at some uh-huh. point Durant says in the fight, no moss doesn't come out, loses all his Latino machismo because of this. People just they make fun of him in his own country sometimes regarding this thing. Sugar Ray Leonard <laughs> years later admitted the reason the third fight took so long. He's like, because I could. He was like, I didn't want to take the chance to fight you hungry, coming off an embarrassing loss. So That's he awesome. made the man wait like nine, five or nine, ten. nine years. Yeah. Nine years Nine for the years. for the trilogy fight. What they did to Triple G is wrong, but I still think I'm saying it here. <laughs> Triple G would beat Canelo in the next fight. I think he puts him down and puts him away. Dude, I I feel like if Triple G has already proved himself, it doesn't matter to any, it doesn't matter anymore. Honestly, it matters to him. Sure, and it matters to the records, and it matters to the fucking governing bodies, <laughs> right? And it matters yeah. to the casual fan. But it matters to God. You're taking it way too far from me, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. Triple G, another fight would be amazing. I like both fighters. I actually think Triple G is the should have been the favorite, should have won the first fight, yeah. should have won this fucking second fight. The second fight was more of a draw than the first fight. Right, let's be fair. Canelo fought a better fight the second fight than he did the first. Smarter fight. Way smarter fight. But it was still bullshit. So... You know, I've been uh, I've been meaning to ask you. What do you think about the young guy? Is it Ryan Garcia or Danny Garcia? Is that his name? The Ryan Garcia, the, the Twitter kid, is what I, uh, the, the Twitter Garcia is what I want to call him. The kid with the the super super fast hands. Yeah, amazing boxer. It's not just speed. He's like no, no. I, I get it, but his he he, got, he blew up on Twitter because yeah. of how yeah. fast his hands are. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's interesting to watch for sure because he's he's actually a really fucking good fighter. Yeah. Uh, he's fast enough to embarrass me. I think was it who who did he want to fight? Um uh, he wanted to fight one of Floyd's boys. Why the one that yeah. Floyd kinda likes and kinda doesn't. Devontae <laughs> Adams. Um yeah. I think it's early in in Garcia's career to fight Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is really he hits really hard. Um he's in his own right, he's a good fighter, but he never makes weight. Um yeah. I think Garcia could beat him, but I think he needs two two more years of experience. Uh, and I think Garcia is going to be a world beater at some point. Um, he was hanging out with Francis not too long ago. I thought that whole exchange was pretty funny. Garcia? <laughs> yeah, he was hanging out with Francis and Gano. Wow. Like... <laughs> that is like the two opposite. I think Ryan Garcia is what, like a, a like a 24 or something, right? Is it like a, a I don't think he's that. I think he's like... What is he like? Twenty one or something? No, 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 I'm saying like, what, what weight does he fight at? One twenty four or some shit like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, looking at anyone standing next to Francis. Is I would look small next to Francis. You know the crazy thing about Francis is he's so soft spoken. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He seems like a really like sweet guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he picks up your cat and he's like, "This is a beautiful cat." <laughs> oh, <laughs> my cat would freak the fuck out. My cat freaks out when anyone touches him. Um, yeah. So what do you? If, if you're if you're if you're uh, Canelo's lawyer, what are you telling him right now? Uh, I'm telling Canelo I want ten percent, and we're gonna go to fucking town. 
Because this is the easiest case I've ever seen in my entire life. I could walk into the courtroom and make it make a fucking deal with it. It really yep. is not. I don't think it's that hard. I think they they made a fucked up deal on the outside. If Canelo actually did request the contract and and they couldn't sequester it and and it, it turns out the way that it is and and he's siphoning money essentially through Oscar De La Hoya and he's losing five million a fight because of it, then I he's screwed out of screwed out and he needs a new contract or. A, it needs to make a contract directly with a with an HBO or a show, Showtime's not in boxing anymore, right? Or is it HBO's not in boxing? HBO's not in boxing anymore. Um, really? Yeah, one of them. Showtime or HBO is not in boxing anymore. I think it's HBO. I think they got rid of boxing. Um, he, but he needs to sign a deal with a a better promoter and b someone uh, someone who's going to pay him fairly for how big of a star power he has. Yeah. I was never really sold on the whole zone thing. That it looks like some weird scam. Super sketch. And with Bellator going to CBS now, I think they were on zone for a while, right? Yeah. I yes. think that's yeah. going to go away too. I think zone popped up in a sketchy time, um, with from an unknown source, and that's always super sketchy to me. Yeah, yeah. I would have need to have seen your books before I stepped into such a lucrative deal. Like I need to know that you have that capital. And I don't know if yeah, that's man, you're like, so I, right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need proof of that. You sell me like, hey, Steve, yeah, 30, 350 million. No problem. We got you. I'm like, hold on. Can I just can you prove to me that you have that type of money? <laughs> like, what's going on? Are the Russians on your computer? Uh, they own. Uh, no, I'm trying, to find, I'm trying to find out who some of these people are, because <laughs> the, the CFO of the zone is. Stuart J. Epstein. <laughs> That's not a great name, man. That's not a good name right now. So I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious who these people are. And, uh, you know, it was only founded in 2015 in London. And I don't, the DAZN groups owns it. And yeah, their revenue is 208 million a year. I, their, their net income was 4.6 million i don't they can't afford this deal you know they went public at one point and then went back to private and that's always a super sketch um yeah i'm i'm not exactly sure what DAZN was or what canelo was thinking i, I mean listen so if someone shows up to my tour it's like here's 365 million dollars over the next 10 things that you do here and i'm like because the reason he was able to negotiate that deal was because he's supposed to be the draw. So everything hinged on him being the draw and being able to produce those numbers. Sure. But that's always that's a it's that's, a, that's a sketchy bet, man. Yeah, that especially no disrespect to Canelo, man. Like I know what he represents and what market he represents it in, but he's not that guy. I don't care what you say. He's not that guy, dude. Like there's a narrative there's a narrative that goes with Floyd. People are paying to see him get beat. Let's right, be honest. Right, right, right. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking at his last three pay-per-view events. Um, Canelo Chavez, Canelo Golovkin, Canelo Golovkin 2 sold a million, a million three, and a million one. Mm. Which, to be fair, is 80 million, 110 million, 120 million. Yeah. Um, which could support the it right but fuck man that's sketchy and plus they're you know they're relying on the gate and stuff and that's another thing that we, we should be honest in our representation of this this is one thing i forgot to leave out there's no gate right now 
right? And that's another argument. The zone is. I had this exact conversation with my father tonight over dinner when I was I was talking about the contract situation. Right? It's it's you know he knows a lot about money, so it's very interesting. And you know he was like, "This is where lawyers get involved." But he's like, "How are they making money right now?" And he's like, "Isn't most of it off of gate?" And I'm like, I agree. <laughs> and it's like, there is no gate right now. You you can't. So there is no money to be made right now. Canelo yeah. couldn't fight until the middle of next year, potentially at at earliest, if yeah. everything goes to perfect plan, right? I uh yeah, I don't see. Uh, man, I don't I don't see boxing ever making that kind of money during these times, at least. You know, the pay per views will be okay, but you know they're cutting half of their revenue off. So you, if you got a Tyson versus um, the Gypsy King type of situation, people are going to tune in. You can make quite a bit of money off a of pay per view for that. I'm, I'm, you understand where I'm heading with this. Canelo's not that fighter. This was a bad deal, and I think I would have had someone. Someone's got to be in your ear, other than Oscar De La Hoya saying like, "Hey, hey, this is a great deal. Let's do it. Let's do it." Admittedly, Zach and I are not lawyers. But I think common sense plays in. What's wrong with asking the question like, I'm going to need to see your revenue stream. I'm going to need to see. Right. Let me see the revenue plan. How much money did you make over the last three years? If something happens like a global pandemic, how are we going to sustain this through the next three years? Right. There was a lot of questions I would have had other than where do I sign? You yeah, know. like how, what, what level of promotion? My, how much is this contingent upon me being that type of draw? It, right. you know, and what are my what are my obligations? Right, like is half of this going to be paid in zone stock or some weird yeah. negotiating so tactic? I don't want. I don't want any stock in some you... fucking shell company for some <laughs> people. That I almost went down a deep dark path that I'm not going down. You pay me in gold or you pay me in silver, but I don't want any pieces <laughs> of your company. I don't even want platinum because that shit could be faked. <laughs> it's a crazy thing. We just made the argument for Dana. I don't know if you know that, but there being no box, that's another reason no one's getting their contracts renegotiated right now, too. Like, there's uh, no. Uh, but they're selling more pay per views than they have the entire, like, forever. Right. Yeah. And, but so- but <laughs> what does is, what is UFC make from Gate compared to their pay per views? I, I think it's. like That's the question. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'd have to take a deep. I'd have to audit the fucking the UFC. Like, oh, I'd like to audit your last three pay per view events that had gate and versus not gate. Dana's gonna be like, who the? F- <laughs> Someone get this guy out. How did he get past security? <laughs> he had a clipboard. <laughs> where, 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 people have clipboards are important. <laughs> this image of Dana sitting at his table and the tomato slides out of his sandwich. Just like somebody get this guy out. <laughs> He doesn't eat sandwiches, tomatoes on it. Come Get on. his old black dad out of here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, I'm not that old. <laughs> so, you know, best of luck to Canelo, man. You know what? Maybe Canelo can fight Nick Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until Nick Diaz throws one fucking leg kick. Dude, I'd pay money to see the look on a, a boxer's face the first time they take a leg kick. Because I know what they're thinking. They're like, man, you know you what? I got that to- bad, bro. I do my yeah, I road work. Both. I got I got good <laughs> legs, bro. Like, look at this. I got foot movement and shit. And then just, I got- whap! <laughs> Who has the nastiest leg kick in the UFC right now? It's not John anymore. No, it's, I, I still think it's, um, oh, what's this poor guy's name? Got mauled by Khabib. Well, Aldo for sure. Aldo, threw- well, but Aldo hasn't thrown one of his last four fights. Got mauled by Khabib. Oh, Edson yeah. Barboza. Yes, nasty leg kicks. Also, Gaethje, nasty leg kicks. Gaethje does uh, have incredible leg kicks. 
But like you put fucking <laughs> Canelo fights at seventy four, right? Then they put him against yeah. a what an eighty five or maybe. Man, that'd be a bad look. <laughs> uh, the fake champion Volkanovski, great leg kicks. I love Volkanovski, man. That would be a good fight. Give Canelo Volkanovski. <laughs> He's a tiny there are, little man. <laughs> there, are, there are two looks that you're going to get from a boxer. The first time they fight an MMA fighter. That look when he gets kicked, and then when they climb up on their back to choke him. That desperate <laughs> look. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Put Canelo in there with Khabib. Oh, that's you now you're talking about getting the man killed. <laughs> he's like he's gonna make the same face a mouse makes when no, he's gonna make the same face Edson Barboza made. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Man. Or Kevin Lee or Michael or who else? Fucking uh well the not not Mike. not Abel Trujillo Trujillo. They give him a good fight. Yeah, Abel shows up to fight anyone. If you beat him, you've really ascended to like elite elite fighter and yeah. he I can't. I can't think of a nice enough guy that looks like a complete psychopath murderer. Like Tony Ferguson. In. Is he a nice guy? I hear he yeah. is. I hear he is. I feel like the conversation would go weird if I don't laugh at his jokes and he, you know, like fucking uh, Joe Pesci and what is that? Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah. Like he's that guy. Like, but I feel like he might smack you with your own dinner. Like smack you. With your <laughs> he, he picks. He picks up your steak with his hand. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what, what noise does a cooked steak make when it hits someone weirdest situation i've been in since i moved back to new york this was a while ago some of San, i'm up with santana and upstate at a friend's wedding we're hanging out after the re rehearsal dinner back at her friend's house and one of their buddies hit me with a piece of pizza and i thought for a second i was like so this is how it goes down this is why <laughs> I'm gonna freaking strangle this kid with his own collar. Was your first thought was uh is New York State a stand your ground state? <laughs> My first thought was how bad is it gonna look? Because you know, I like, killed this kid. <laughs> Wait, no, because, what do you mean he smacked you with a piece of pizza? Like Dude, I was in mid-sentence. Actually, that wasn't even the weirdest thing that happened to me. That that was the second weird thing. I had another kid mouth off to me, and I'm like, what is happening upstate, man? I'm like, Man. what is that? Every time I went up there, it was always a situation. But, like, we're all talking. He's drunk and just picks up a slice of pizza and throws it at my face. And I'm just like, is this like a... Was it was it one of the... Did your wife immediately react by getting in between you two and then going, no, no, okay, that was an accident. I think she might have squeezed my hand or something like that because I looked over at her and she's just like, okay, hold on for a second. Actually, the worst thing that's ever happened when i've been around santana we were before we moved over to the town uh -huh. where you know, the yeah, school yeah, is at we were driving from our, our old apartment in new rochelle to come meet her mom and her aunt and these people cut us off on the freeway but they cut us off to the point where i thought we were gonna die and then i flipped and i started following the guy off his exit because that's the next thought in my head and she's like digging her nails she's like what are you doing and i'm like i'm getting off the exit with him and as soon as we get to a light Throw this in park. I'm, I'm getting out. <laughs> I'm gonna pull this dude out of his car. But I never admitted any of these hypothetical situations on our podcast on air. None of this stuff is true because there's no, you know, no, there's no statutes of limitations for your own thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Well, not yet. Not yet. That's a good point. Wow, that got real dark real quick. I don't have my tinfoil yeah. hat with me, dude. We got to do another tinfoil episode. Um, I don't have any I'm good conspiracies right now. I got one for you, but I got to talk about it off air because it's definitely not something we can cover on the show. But it has to do with a show, a movie that's coming out on Netflix or is on Netflix called Cutie Pies. 
and it is weird. Yeah, and I've heard of it, and I refuse to look any deeper into it because it's disgusting. Yeah, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I don't know where we're at, man. Like, someone made this movie, and they were just like, hey, this is going to help combat this situation. I'm like, yeah, but you just kind of made what the perverts want, didn't you? You just served it up to them on a platter. At any rate, from perverts, we transition into cod. Yeah, my kind of people. <laughs> so the multiplayer reveal happened. Steve, you were in my chat for it. I was being very analytical about everything that was anything and everything that was happening during the time. Hey, by the way, very good stream. Thank no you. BS. I appreciate good. it. I appreciate it. I thought, very, I, I, thought very, I did good coverage on it. Yeah. Um, I thought I did my best I could. Well, not really, but, you know, I thought I did pretty good. Um, the more I see the multiplayer reveal, the more excited I am for it. There was a graphic released, and this is not going to mean anything to you, but I, I have it here if my phone would fucking unlock. Thank you very much, Google Pixel. You're an amazing piece of technology. Here we go. Um, so the time to kill is a very important thing in a Call of Duty, right? The time that it takes for me to aim down sight, fire my first bullet to when you're dead, right, is a very important thing. For example, Black Ops 4 with an assault rifle, which is my class of gun that I tend to like to use, was 355 milliseconds, right? So uh, enough time to react, right? Where Modern Warfare, the current game that's out, was 190 milliseconds, which is like Tarkov level quick, right? Which I don't think Call of Duty should have. Um, Cold War in the alpha, and this is, this is done by Exclusive Ace, does incredible coverage... Yeah, so we're talking about the time to kill. Sorry about that. We had a, a minor, um, Steve had to poop. So, what? That's okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't poop. Oh, okay. You're a female now. Got it. Um, we're talking about the time to kill. So, the time to kill in Black Ops 4, three, 355 milliseconds for an assault rifle. Modern Warfare was 190 milliseconds, which is okay. essentially not enough time to react, right? Let, let, let's be fair. Cold War during the alpha, this is done by Exclusive Ace. Uh, Exclusive Ace does incredibly good breakdown and um, in informative content around guns and, and perks and such in Call of Duty. He says that the, uh, he was invited to the alpha as well. So that the um, time to kill for Cold War, the assault rifle was 321 milliseconds. So very similar to Black Ops 4, uh, which is a good thing. Um, a little bit more time to react, a little more time to readjust once you get shot. You're not just dead instantly. So I right. think that's an incredibly good thing. I think that it provides a higher skill gap. I think it's more competitive, and I think it's better overall for the for the life of the game um, than killing that's so fast that you don't have time to react. Yeah, it's just basically feel like you're getting lasered, and that's the end of the game right there. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. So got you. the more I look at Black Ops Cold War, man, the more excited I get for it. I want I want this to be good for you, man. I Me have no fucking too. I you know I have no vested interest. It's like when your grandfather has very little to live for, but you just know that he makes it to the store for his Marlboros, and all they have that day is Winston's. I don't want that for him, man. I want him to get his Marlboros. I want you to get your Marlboro, man. I want you to be able to play the game. <laughs> Me, fucking, Me too, man. Me too. But here's the thing, man. So there was something that you were trying to educate me on, uh, which is uh, the skill-based gameplay. Can you re-explain to me what that is? 
and how that's going to impact this game like is that we don't something know. That- we don't know because okay. the, the the developers for call of duty are so notoriously secretive about skill-based matchmaking right is is what okay. what it is right so essentially they there's a number of metrics how fast you move around a map i believe is one of them um mm-hmm. what your kill to death ratio what your win to win loss ratio is um how, what your score per minute is is a big one um that they take that into account and then match you with people who are evenly uh, matched against you. Now, mm-hmm. while that seems to be okay, it's really it just turns into if you're a decent player, you're playing against very good players all the time, and it's exhausting to have to 100% focus hour after hour in in a game like Call of Duty. It's a lot of like 80% of the time I want like to just like be able to play with my friends have a good time you know be able to win like all of the above and then sometimes i like a good competitive game right right and that's fun but right now when i play modern warfare or when i played modern warfare i would you play three games against regular people and i'm slaughtering them and then i play against the best of the best and it's just like it's not fun anymore right it's frustrating it's it's it makes the game you know you can't grind the game like you used to be able to so they don't we don't know if there's skill based matchmaking in this game or not we technically don't know that it's in this game right they don't yeah. actually vocalize they that yeah. right and they still will, and they probably never will um you know i'm i'm not exactly sure on on what on what's going to happen with that i i hope it's not a thing you know what though? Here's the thing about it though, right? The more that I watched, so I, I watched your stream, and then I went and watched a few other ones. I've definitely said you, you, bias aside, you were in my top three. I consume a lot of stuff when I'm trying to find out more and more about things. You were in my top three because at least you were clear in the point. That's big to me, right? As someone sure. standing outside of a scene, I need to, I need the point articulated so I can truly understand what it is you're trying to enjoy and what you don't enjoy about the game. Here's the one thing that I'm really looking forward to, right? I'm looking forward to the campaign mode because this I love the Cold War era. <laughs> I sure. love this type of stuff. And I it looks You've like they've played thrown... any of the Black Ops ones, right? No, dude. I was you gave me the ones uh did you give me one of the Black Ops for a uh, PS3? Maybe. Which... I don't know. I think I might have bought you Black Ops one for the Steam too, if I remember correctly. Maybe not no, because I want I wanted to play zombies. I, we we wanted to play zombies at one point or another. Um yeah, Is it all one? One linear story, like yes. is it connect, all connected? Okay, yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah. perfect. One perfect. through four is connected, and then Cold War is a direct sequel to one. It is what it is. What happens directly after one ends? Oh, man, it looks beautiful. That one. Yeah. This, this is one scene when they're all sitting around, and there's a Robert Patterson, not Robert Patterson. Uh, I forget the dude's name, but the, the character design alone, like the 3D animation, I was just like, man, Very this good. is. This is extremely good. I'm not going to be good in the, uh, you know, the PvP. Let's let's be honest. You know, I'm, I'm I'm just never going to. I can take care of my wing. I can teach you. No, we tried that. It was called gaming with a dad. You're an abusive teacher. That's the problem. Not no matter how. Duty, though. Most abusive. <laughs> like the most. What do you abusive. mean? We have videos. <laughs> we have videos off of modern warfare. It's much like police brutality. It's not what was on tape. That we should be quantifying it's the stuff that you didn't do on like off of tape. You're like the the, the pep talks you were giving me were uh they were like blue chips pep, pep talks like Steve. When I hit this fucking record button, 
there's no screw running around, buddy. I'm like, whoa, whoa, I thought we were just having a good time. <laughs> like, like, actually, you know what's funny? You were more uh, stern when we were playing Rainbow Six than you were Call of Duty. It's because I like... don't enjoy the game. <laughs> and that's saying something compared to Modern Warfare. <laughs> no, actually, I had fun when we played it. I'm just... I, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to watching how excited people get about it, and I really do hope that I really do hope that the fan base, the hardcores, and I think you need to take care of your hardcores in these type of situations. Like it's the same thing I go through with comics, right? At some point, it's not that I want you to cater to me, but just know I've been spending money on this series for quite some time. <laughs> you pull a weirdo move on me where this is not about the story and it's about some other agenda. I'm going to be upset. And when you start pissing off your hardcores, mm -hmm. you're pissing off your fan base that continually, continuously consumes your product. And you can only do so much before you push them away. You're not the only guy that I heard shit on Modern Warfare. Like, there are tons of other people who hate that game. Yeah. And there were people who tried to defend it for so long. And then finally, they just came around to like, hey, you know what? I cannot pretend as if the, these things aren't a problem. I dislike this. I heard one streamer say this might be it for me. Now, I've heard people say, say that type of stuff before, but that same streamer has since said, you know, he's looking forward to this game and he hope, hopes it gives a shot in the arm and brings people back. Do you think this will save or hurt the franchise? Nothing will on... hurt the franchise. There will always be hardcores. There will always be the casuals. There will always be the people who are fans of games, right? There were people yeah. who looked at the multiplayer reveal and, and were like, nah, the game looks like shit, Right. And I'm like, wait, you you support Modern Warfare. It's going to play very similar to the way Modern Warfare played with a slower time to kill, right? And but that's, what, what about it look like shit? That's literally, no, these are the people who don't defend what they say. They just say things, oh, right? Okay. I don't, you know, when I look at it and, and I analyze it and I make an articulate point about it, there's also a hundred other people who are like, no, I don't like it, but why not? I just, I just don't, bro. <laughs> okay. Um, even worse so the people who do like it and they can't tell you why they like something. I'm like, well, can you give me a for instance? That's where you usually cut someone. Like, can you give me one for instance sure. or why you like this thing? They're like, no, nah, man, you just don't get it. And I'm like, oh, nah, bro, it's just not for you, man. Like, you got to know, dude. You got to know, man. You got to be like there, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it looks, from the multiplayer reveal, it looks good. We get an open beta next month. I'm not setting up the PS4. For the first weekend of the open beta, I, I just I can't Why be bothered not? to. I, I just don't want to. I'm not investing yeah. that much time in my life to do it. How much time does it take you to set up the PS4? Um, enough. And then I had to figure out audio, um, because I don't have, you know, I, I would have to figure out directly how to hit the the PS4 into both the Elgato and the the mixer to get to my headset. I don't feel like doing that. Um, no, okay, that that does sound daunting. Right, I, I don't feel like doing that. I also don't feel like remembering my password for the PlayStation. I don't feel like buying another year of PlayStation Plus. Right, there's a number of things that I would have to do, or month of PlayStation Plus. Right, there was another a number of things I would have to do, and I just don't feel like doing. Um, plus, it's not my preferred platform to play, and I can't I can't make a good opinion off of something that it's not where I'm going to play it ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. there's no reason for me to do it. So I'll wait until the second weekend. I think historically, if I remember correctly, the first game you played Modern Warfare on PlayStation when they had the open beta, you enjoyed. But then that's when I started to see the dissenting opinion of the game. You were like, ah, I have my concerns, but I'm just going to reserve. Yeah, I think that's what you said. You're like, I'm going to reserve it for when it comes out on PC. So I can mm -hmm. honestly say, and then it was all downhill. Yeah. <laughs> it was all downhill. From I that. enjoyed it for the first few minutes that I played it. For the first few matches that I played it. And 
Yeah, I, I thought it was okay on the PlayStation, and I probably would enjoy it if I played it on the PlayStation. I, I, I take that back. There's a marginal chance that I would enjoy it if I played it on the PlayStation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll see eventually. Um, middle of October, we'll get a we'll get a beta for it. Um, if I have to pre-order it to get into the earlier beta, I probably will. Um, and and we'll see, right? And and we'll see what uh, what opinion I come out with. I think it's gonna be good. I feel good. I got a good. I got a good feeling about this. I got. You know I got nothing. <laughs> I know nothing about this topic, but I will relate it to something else, right? Sure. Uh, you know, we were talking about DC a while ago and where the company's at and stuff like that. This is comic book talk, but it's gonna tie in, right? Okay. They just released a new series called The Three Jokers. First episode was amazing. First, you know, first issue was amazing. I have faith. Just like you have faith that this Call of Duty is going to be good. Gotta I think it's going to be What the? How do you do that? How do you move your head around like that? Is it the beard that makes it look like you have no neck? It is the beard. That's pretty cool, man. That's a talent. You can go on uh, Dancing with the Stars with that one. Can I? I can be like Paige Van Zandt. And then I can sign up for bare knuckle boxing and not have a chance to ever win a fight in that organization and probably come out three points less attractive than you were before i was watching beck rollins fight and i say watching but i didn't finish it because it was right in between our street beef thing like I watched <laughs> and then you know how like all the weird stuff starts coming up in your right YouTube beck video. rollins fighting <laughs> fights start coming up <laughs> i was watching her uh bare knuckle and uh surprisingly enough even antonio carver uh former middleweight and like heavyweight champion boxing was like she looks really good i didn't stick around because i was like well this is bare knuckle boxing what am i doing next thing i know Dude. i'm gonna be watching trump rallies if i keep going down this path right here That's so a good point uh, this is my issue with with Paige van zandt signing to bare knuckle she wasn't a striker in the ufc no absolutely not right and now you take away half of you take away the majority of her game and now she's boxing right because essentially that's what it is barrel fighting yeah. is just boxing right yeah. yeah where the fuck is she gonna get striking skill from she's not dude now i would be different if they said hey it's bare knuckle and you're allowed to do like muay thai like takes out yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. but i'd be that. willing to say she never fights in bare knuckle like she never actually makes the show she never actually makes a fight I think she signed I, for a promotional deal and not a not a fight deal. I think I could see that if she does that, then this is just going to be the thing that d- tides her over there until she gets into Bellator. Because I don't, I'm not even sure they have a division for her in Bellator. I'm the, I don't know what their women's uh, divisions are like over there. I know they got the 145. Obviously, Chris Cyborg is getting ready to defend that again. Not that anyone cares. And then I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, does uh... anyone? Does anyone care who's she fighting? I can't even tell you the woman's name she's fighting. I know there's a woman's fight for Bellator coming up, other than Chris Cyborg. Like they don't do a good job of promoting, or at least I'm not a good enough MMA fan like I used to be. I should know these things. What did uh, Paige Van Zandt fight at? Twenty five. Yes, they have a twenty five division. Who's the champ? I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> Come on, uh, just try. Elami Lay McFarlane. <laughs> that was really good. Is that her name? I L I M A dash L E I McFarlane. Oh yeah, I would have butchered that. Like Alima Lay McFarlane. <laughs> I see. I can't. I I I know nothing. I'm gonna get back in the Bellator though. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get back. You said that like twice now, I believe. Every time I turn on their promotion, <laughs> I go. I'm like, I can't do this. I've really going to CBS, man. That's good for them. That is good for them. This fight believe- coming up in in uh, October is their last fight in Paramount. That's it. 
I thought it was a bad deal uh, after uh, Homeboy left the original owner of Bellator. They should have stuck to tournament style. And I've said this before, and I'll die they on this. They went back hit. to it, though. They went back to tournament style? Yeah, the, the heavyweight, they had a heavyweight Grand Prix where Ryan Bader ended up their heavyweight champion. Oh, Ryan right? Bader. That's he where Shale he's... made his last, his last hurrah. That's where Fedor was, like. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, King Mo had gone through one of their tournaments as well. Yeah. One of the greatest, one of the greatest ever do a King Mo. I would never say that to his face because he would know I was being sarcastic and beat the brakes off of me. But I think that's the only thing they really offer. I really hope that at some point, actually, now that I think about it, they're going to CBS. Isn't that where World Series of Fighting made their last stand as well, or was that ABC? Uh, uh, you're talking before my time, my friend. Oh my goodness, World Series of Fighting is where Gaethje came from. Okay. I and Rampage, Rampage was also there, and he, uh, Pitbull was there for a while. They they fought each other at heavyweight, making his comeback pretty soon. Rampage, uh, not Rampage, uh, Rumble Johnson, making his comeback soon to the UFC. That's going to be interesting to see where he's at. He's been smoking a lot of weed. Put on, you know, put on some uh, some weight. About Five hundred pounds. He got big. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Warrior? No. It's about uh, two brothers who are competing in an MMA, a tournament-style MMA competition, and uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson's in there, but I believe he's supposed to be a... We're supposed to believe that he's a a 155-er. It's just outrageous how big he is in that movie. It's it's obscene. He's a monster. (laughs) But (laughs) he is, dude. He threw a woman's yoga mat for working out in front of him. He He didn't get in trouble for, like, looking at her or maybe being a creepy guy. He takes his workout so serious that he picked up her yoga mat and flung it across the gym. You're not impressed by that? No. All right, moving right along, folks. <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. What California new law allows inmate firefighters to expunge record and become paid firefighters? Yeah, so you you know that uh, California right now is going through massive wildfires set off by. Um, let's just say morons uh, who had a yeah. gender reveal party with explosions, right? So California, and this is a common thing in California. I don't know if there were any wildfires while you were out there. Probably. Um, they use inmate firefighters to supplement the, the, the firefighters that are out there. They're fighting the fires. Um, previously, they would be trained and like do, go through all of the firefighter stuff. But after they get out, if you're a felon or whatever, you can't be a firefighter. Right? No, you can't. So, but now, if you're an inmate firefighter and then you serve your time, they will then expunge your record and allow you to become a firefighter within the paid firefighting system within California. Okay, so I think this is a great idea. Obviously, there are going to be some strict stipulations in regards to what type of crimes can be expunged. They're they're not there's. I didn't look at the full extent of the law. This is more of like a headline thing. But even yeah. cursor, even base, like obviously not for murder or whatever, right? Yeah. But like. You know, your general f- felonies, and if they actually do go through with this and expunge the records and these guys are now able to become firefighters because they got they got the training, they got the experience, right? That's incredible. That That, that is legitimately, you're working towards what prison is supposed to be, right? A rehabilitation and, and reintroduction into society once, that, once you're deemed a, a, a worthy member of society again, right? And now this legitimately pinges you towards that and then puts you into a position of of a, a person who most people look up to yeah it's crazy because the fire camps so i've known a couple of guys who've gone through fire camp in prison and they have all said the same thing about their experience 
they were in program a program called SAPC, which dealt with uh, behavior modification. Fire Camp obviously was a part of that, giving mm-hmm. you a sense of direction, something to belong to. So they all came team up and, and and community within that. Absolutely. Exactly. You'd be surprised, uh, not you in particular, but you'd be, most people would be surprised how that type of job can give you a great deal of satisfaction and, and self-worth and, yes, and yes, something yes. To, to look forward to. And I think that's why Stipe still does it, but sure. No, absolutely. I This is something that warms my heart. I used to work with that population. So just to know that there's an opportunity for people to transition into something where they can be of use again and feel useful. The one thing, though, uh, that worries me, any good idea can become a bad idea. I can also see if this program goes really well. Mark my words, because they have ROTC programs in the military uh, in prisons sure. as well. For low-level offenders, you can go into a boot camp-like situation. Mm-hmm. They'll probably they'll probably roll something like that out too, which is not by nature a bad thing. I just don't want us to go from a good thing to a bad thing. But I think this is a great idea, especially when you're talking about a population that comes out with no skill set or opportunities in California. Opportunities is the big thing for me. Yeah, we're talking about a state that more than 50% cut their budget on prison rehabilitation, but built more prisons. And you, you, everyone always talks about George Soros in regards to the liberals. There's this one family that's deeply rooted in the prison building scheme of California. And I'm not going to say their name because they are petty and they will sue if they hear this type of stuff. But they are the ones who hiked up the prices on commissary. So, you know, this whole thing about noodles being a dollar a pack when they cost like 20 cents on the street. Sure. They're they're the type of people behind that. They've okay. raised the price on vending machines. That Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's one of those situations where the money's not even u- being used to supplement budgeting for the prison sure. the guards the guards aren't making any more money and they're under trained and overworked type of situation so i think this is a good thing man if you ever want to see something really interesting in regards to pre- prison rehabilitation israel does it extremely well apparently i've watched i mean obviously when you watch a documentary they usually tend to show you the good more than the bad but they have a really good system worked out this is a crazy time to be doing this to think about becoming a firefighter and uh it is crazy that one of those huge fires started over a gender reveal so many acres and homes those lost people man. deserve to be arrested and, and charged to the full extent it's uh so i was in california with the last time there were fires uh one of the last two times and i was driving on the 101 heading to work one day and i'm going past i believe a simi valley or something like that uh no i'm probably i'm probably getting it all wrong someone from california would correct me but the whole thing was lit up Close you could enough. see you could see from the 101 freeway that like the the fire was just raging and then i remember heading back to santa clarita that night this is probably the scariest i've ever been driving out there and i'm getting off at uh my exit or what i'm thinking I'm about to and the, the sheriffs are all there they're like nah can't go this way mountains are on fire detour and as I'm yeah. detouring, like I remember calling Santana and I looked when I got up and the entire thing is just engulfed. There was a buddy of mine who actually had to hike over those mountains to get back to his home to get his dogs out before the whole thing went up. Yeah, man, th- th- that's that's one of the things is like you you there's no fucking way you're going to stop me from going to get my my animals other than literally shooting me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it, like I'd fucking leave a person here before I would. I'd, I'd leave my animals here, man. I might drive a few people there. Like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna go get the sandwiches. I'll be there. <laughs> Push them out the car where they're going. Get my dogs, bitch. <laughs> but this is a, this is a good program, man. Now the next thing is, are they gonna be compensated correctly to do this dangerous uh, work? Not while they're an inmate. 
That's I already guess. the thing. They're not well. They're an inmate, but uh, I, th- I think you know if they could get a position immediately as soon as they're released inside of a fire department for for these types of fires and are compensated. It's not fair, but it's 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 a good step. Yeah, I mean, so I believe they do get a, a bit of stipend when they're in fire camp. It's not much. Yeah, but, but it's still below minimum wage. Oh, yeah, it's way below minimum wage, dude. It's way below. They do get nice sweatpants. So I remember commenting on my buddy. I was like, man, those are some really nice new balances you got releasing, some nice sweats. <laughs> he was like, they're very comfortable. <laughs> like six to ten years comfortable? He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, if I had to be more any more than 30 seconds in these fucking things, I'd freak out. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> you know the crazy thing about thinking about this especially california it shows you how short people's memories are when schwarzenegger was the governor mm-hmm. this is the man he has he didn't do anything any other politician do he held the budget hostage for a couple of quarters i mean when i say he held it hostage mm-hmm. like people were like i think we're gonna go out of business and sure enough a lot of independent treatment centers like uh, county funded ones went out of business waiting for the for that to be uh signed but now he, I mean, he was hated at that time. Everyone sure. hated him. But memory, so short, man. He makes one good joke about Trump, and he's in everyone's praises now. Like, that whole skit he does about Trump, just like his popularity. <laughs> Boom. That's what I'm telling you. You got to get closer to Trump. Your life was horrible before. You say a bad thing about Trump, you're back in, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Look at George Bush uh, Jr. There was a time this man couldn't get a speaking engagement anywhere. Now he's hanging out with Ellen. He hangs out with Michelle Obama, gives her candy and stuff. We should probably start saying bad stuff about Trump to get more traffic on this channel. Or that might backfire. More bad? Dude, I don't think I can say anything more bad about him. <laughs> My God. How did your dad feel about him? I I don't want to get... I don't talk to politics with my with my parents. <laughs> oh, I, copy. I made that mistake today. I'm not talking politics today. I, I made a joke <laughs> about it at dinner. My dad laughed. And you know, that's as far as we got. <laughs> Was it one of those trail off laughs? Like, hey, hey, hey. no, I got an actual <laughs> chuckle out of him. I can count the times I've made my dad laugh on one hand, which is which is which is ridiculous because actually I can make most people laugh, right? And, yeah, you're a pretty guy, man. And uh, I can count the time I've made my dad laugh on one hand, and this was one of them. So that's good. That's good. We're, seems like we're a... still on one hand, though. Stoic, stoic. Hey, you you're a Timmy fan, right? You're a Tim the Tap man. Uh, Not really. Don't don't you say no, Zach. I've heard you say multiple times you like him, man. I think he's don't funny. You? But I don't watch his content. Like I wouldn't consider myself a fan. Okay, not a fan, but you enjoy his personality. Sure. Didn't you go to a meetup of his? No. What are you talking about? No. Wait, wait. I thought you went to like a concert meetup or something that he had. Like uh was that not you? No, it was not Tim the Tap, man. Oh, who was it? Sandy Ravage. Oh, okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Not ten to ten. They're not even close. Okay, um, <laughs> what you're talking about is Ninja's back on Twitch. Yes, Ninja is back on Twitch. I didn't think Saw he was that. going there. I thought he was going to YouTube. We talked about this on the podcast a bunch. I thought he was going to YouTube. I, I know. I thought you were wrong the whole time, but that's okay. Because you agreed with me. I agreed with you because I had nothing left to say on the subject. But don't you drink that water. Don't you drink those 48 ounces in front of me on this camera. But so let's look at this maturely. Have you been keeping up with this at all? No, right, buddy? You got water in your beard. I know. It's part of the gag. (laughs) 
like, you're like a grandpa eating cornflakes at the table that you don't look at. You're like, oh, God, the milk, the milk. <laughs> so the, the crazy thing is he came in. I don't know how many people t- tuned into his stream at the beginning. I guess it held at around 65,000. Yeah, I saw like 85 at one point, but like yeah. not Shroud or Doc. Yeah, that's crazy. And uh, so, you know, people, Timmy was talking about the whole thing. They're really close friends. Everyone needs a friend yeah, like Timmy. yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, he gave a good breakdown to his uh, followers on his channel because people were saying that Ninja sold out his community, which is entirely untrue. In fact, I would have to go ahead. Okay, so the the argument is that he sold out his uh, his community by going over to Mixer, by taking the money bag and then, you know, switching over. I honestly think given what his relationship was with Twitch, according to him at that time, it was a good move. It was also good for the market. It's, you know, competition is always really good for any market. It improves. Oh, Mixer Stool wasn't competition, but okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Not competition, but all options. It wasn't, even a, sure. it wasn't even a blip on their fucking radar, but okay. <laughs> I mean, but it does. It's it a blip for one second. It was like, it was like they were like, what's that? And they're like, don't worry. And then it was like. <laughs> if they weren't worried about it, they wouldn't have done exclusives themselves. Now, that could have been a joint effort because it was YouTube and Mixer, but you have to at least concede to the fact that they were like, hey, we should take a look at this because they got two of our... It was good for the market because it started the exclusivity contracts. I agree there, and I see some of my favorite content creators getting paid because of it. Yeah. But ultimately, it wasn't that big of a deal. (laughs) I can't even imagine being in the office that day when the news came down. Like, I know they didn't tell their... I know they didn't tell the streamers. I wonder if they told the office workers. <laughs> They're like, Ninja's leaving! And then everything's on fire. And then the, and then the CEO walks in 15 minutes late, obviously, with a Starbucks. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Ninja left. And he's like, Ninja who? Put porn on his channel. Who cares? But so Timmy was, you know, everyone's saying that he sold out and Tim takes a little time and he, you know, he didn't really go on the rant so much as he said, hey, you got to look at this. This is what he's been able to do in his career as a streamer. This is what he did before Fortnite. This is what he did because of Fortnite. And this is how he improved the very nature of content creation on Twitch. He raised the bar for viewership. He made me believe in things that weren't possible. Obviously, he's done a great job marketing himself and his licensing and Mm -hmm. all the ventures and that the mixer deal was the next step right he proved that you can actually get that type of deal and step away for a second and then come back successfully i understand the points that timmy's making and i actually agree with him 100 i'm happy that ninja i i don't understand i mean i understand it to a level i know what type of personality is i do feel bad for him in the sense that he is just one of those people it's easy to hate like most people don't have a very easy to hate for sure most people don't even have a legitimate reason to dislike him. I could see no, if you've been no like, a hard, you know, like a hardcore who's following you, just like, man, he's flip-flopped on too many games. I think he's misrepresented the, the way. Like, if you called him out on how great he said Gears 5 was, yes, then you have an argument. Because he did say that on the record. He was like, game is fun. He was paid to play it, obviously. But I could see if you're calling on that stuff. Just calling the dude out for being who he is. It's a weak argument. But I want to talk about Tim, man. I don't think people really talk, know the type of courage it takes to put yourself out there against your own fan base, right? To stand in between them and someone and their venom and to say, hey, look, no, this is right. This is right and this is wrong. And shitting on a guy just because he tried to do better for himself. I got a lot of respect for Tim, man. Like, that takes a lot of loyalty. I don't know if it was really based in altruism, but I want to believe that given his worldview that he did this because he needed to stand up for someone 
I know he said some things in defense of Doc. I, I seem like he wanted to be a little bit more go in depth, but I would understand why he wouldn't want to touch that situation too hard. You, you know, you don't know what's going on there, so you're not going to die on the pole. You're not die on that hill for him. Sure, but it was good to see someone stick up for Ninja for once, man. And um, yeah, Tim's a good guy, man. I like if for no other reason than that, man. Like I might. I might donate just on that alone, man. I always respect stand-up send, guys. Send me your money, please. Uh, I already gave you my donation, dude. <laughs> no, no, you sub to me. That's not a donation. Oh, you want me to send you money too? You yeah, don't get any money. Actually, just thinking? send me five dollars. What? In the through the mail, and then that's a donation. No, 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 no. Wait, I gotta pay you on top. Wait, do you get any money from the Twitch sub? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, anyway, back to Timmy, a man who really needs my money and not an independently wealthy man in a flannel. <laughs> First of all, I'm not independently wealthy. Hemorrhaging money. Please help. Send all, everything you have. Um, B, uh, Tim, is, Tim is worth some money, man. I know. Tim is I know. worth some money. He's moved to Florida. Dude, he's got some great tattoos, man. Like, he legitimately <laughs> has some really good tattoos. He deserves the, uh, the tap man name for sure. And the, yeah. Just you gotta respect that. You don't see people put themselves out like that. You know what I meant to ask you about was the summit thing where he talked when he got on his stream a little bit for being toxic and said he's gonna take a little bit more time. And his and quote unquote, he said he might just let the contract run and take some take an extended time off from Twitch. Man, um, summit's a grinder, right? And by what I mean by that is summit's potentially the most successful person on Twitch. Um, longest term streamer at the level that he's at in my opinion him right. lyric tim no not even tim man tim tim's way newer than summit um there's very few him and lyric is really what comes to mind he play in for, for being as successful as he is he still streams a lot right he still streams yeah. 10 hours a day <sighs> you Holy know smoke. he still streams like eight to ten hours a day every day takes a break here and there you know in the past he's taken um mental health breaks he's done it a number of times um you know i i think he's in the he might be in the same spot that i am right now obviously on a different level that he just can't find a game that he really wants to commit a lot of time to right and wants to be that that game that he goes to and plays and loves and and can go and play for for eight hours a day and not have an issue um yeah you know, he said it on his stream yesterday when he was freaking out about the Daisy experience. He had a fucking basically had a meltdown on stream yesterday. Um, <laughs> and he's talking about it and the fact that, like, at this point, he's played too many games. And now he just feels yeah. like he's a game critic. And he, he he even said it. He's like, I don't care if you pay me to play your game or not. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with it. He's like, I do not care. And I will always tell you what's wrong with it. And he's he can't always enjoy games because of it and i i totally feel that yeah yeah i mean at this point that level of honesty is great but at this point i think you hit a cap or a ceiling it's like what what is left to accomplish maybe he just needs to take take a step away and just enjoy life without all this stuff especially he did that for a while i think he took at least a month off at one point it sounds like he's talking about doing something extended. I think it's just the toxicity that's starting to get to him because he's playing Fall Guys. He had a situation with that. Played Marvel Avengers on a stream. Had a situation where people were like, you know, the Marvel Avengers thing happened first. Mm -hmm. Then he was playing Fall Guys and people were going ham on in the comments. And he was just like, yeah, I'm probably going to let this contract run and just take an extended 
to uh, peer it off. And I mean, I can't say that I get it. I do understand what it means to step away from something very lucrative because it's like, you know what, this is not worth it anymore. I don't think he needs money at the moment. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm watching Landmark go through the same thing. He, really? he, he freaked out at a chat the other day. He's like, listen, he's like, I, I can't fucking take you people telling me what to do anymore. He, you know, he didn't say it, but he was essentially like, I'm the best player in the game. I don't need your fucking advice on how to play this game. Right. He didn't say it because he's way too humble, but he was like, he's like, he's like, I stream this game 12 hours a day, every mm -hmm. day. He goes, I've been, he's only been streaming since December, by the way. I don't know if you know that he's only been streaming for like no. less than a year. Landmark has been streaming for less than a year. He's as successful as he is because he is so good. He streams 12 hours a day since December. He has not taken a day off. He plays he plays Tarkov more than anyone in the world. At the moment, since December, he's streamed more than anyone in the world. Like, he's like, and I can't fucking take you guys anymore. He's like, I can't take the toxicity in chat. He's like, I can't yeah. take you guys telling me how to play the game. He's like, listen, he goes, I'm he didn't say it, but this is what I imagine he wants to say in his head. He's like, I'm better than all of you. And generally, all of you combined probably still couldn't kill me in this game. And he's like, the only people who kill me are fucking lucky headshots and hackers. Fuck all you guys. And that's that's essentially the vibe I got from it. And it was really interesting to watch. It's amazing, man, how something like, because how many people in your chat are actually supporting you, like, other than, like, showing up, like, and then how many people are just trolling, even the people who make the donations as sub. Like, I admittedly, I've subbed to someone's uh, YouTube channel before just to call them out on something. I was like, I guess I'll pay you the 250 just to call you out on that lie you just told to yeah. everyone. But um, if you, if you ever watch a landmark stream, the donations and the subs, which are constantly rolling in, right? Yeah. He has 18,000 subs right now or something like that. They're supportive, but it's everyone else in the chat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of his stuff would, um, his issues would, would be solved by sub only chat, but I, he has the, he has the small streamer mentality as a big streamer. And that's really interesting to see. Like you yeah. never see someone donate or sub or give bits or whatever without him thanking them, saying their name and thanking them every single person. And like, it's a lot, right? <laughs> like it's a, it's a lot, like 18,000 people a month. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. And the, and, Every constantly people are donating enough bits to do text to speech and people are donating money constantly. Like and he thanks every single one of the people. He's just genuinely insincere about it, right? So yeah. he still has the small streamer mentality with as a big streamer. And I think yeah. that at some point that's gonna get to him. You know, it's crazy, man. As we're talking about this, just think about the interaction between fan and uh content creator or you know there I can't think of another medium where it's existed like this. Like you're an artist maybe you go to when you premiere your work at the gallery you're interacting with people who are judging your work right then and there but that's it right yeah. you know you have indie yeah. bands indie um, band like but, it, media, but it, maybe but is that's not that's more of a monologue unless you get a, a heckler right even the uh, indie band no I, from what i understand like the feel of the crowd is what fuels a com a comic and if that goes poor apparently that's oh, like yeah. one of the fucking worst situations you could ever be in that's why, no, I, that's why I don't attempt to go do stand-up. No, I get that. I get that 100%. I'm saying that, like, could you imagine being a comedian doing a skit where people could type in instantly what they thought of that skit? And you, you, you get that as a stand-up comic because, because you get the laughs or the, or the silences or the boos, right? That, you are live true. feedback 100% of the time while you're doing it.
That's true. I, that's why I never like going to places like the Comedy Store or the Laugh Factory. Like, I actually think comedy, going to comedy shows is as weird as going to a strip club. It's like, it's for me, it's like the same thing. They both want something for me. I get nervous. I laugh at jokes that aren't funny because they're like, yeah, what if the guy starts going, just dissing people in the audience? I know I'm that guy that's going to get picked on. Like, they shine a light like you with the gap between your teeth. Put the light on him and he's just going to start laying at me. Fear of my life, man. Can't deal with it. I love I just, comedy it, shows. I'm the exact opposite. I think they're fun. No, nah, no, nah, nah, nah. I had friends in California that would constantly try to take me to those smaller comedy shows. I'm just like, no, I don't want to go there, man. Like the I'm improv? Like, yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Are you, you said you're performing? No, no, no. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you're not even funny in a, a locker room kind of way. It's the same thing like when people tell me they're going to play their mixtape for me. I'm like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'm out. Like we've been having a good time here. You're gonna make it weird. It's just weird to think about content, uh, like content creators on YouTube and Twitch, mm. Facebook, even, and like Direct that level feedback, that that level of access. I I remember I told you this when you were still working at the school. I just jumped into some guy's stream who's playing God of War, and his wife is like his navigator, just making sure he gets all the loot and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And freaking people were being so toxic towards his wife. At one point, I was just like, man. This is really the keyboard warrior central. Sure. This guy is a nerd, but I guarantee you wouldn't say half of the stuff you're saying to his face. It's just, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. It's well, the issue with online things is is you get people like that who take it very seriously and, and yeah. they take it as a real world concept. And then the people who who understand that it's it's online and you, none of these people are anonymous. So you can't actually trust anything that they're actually saying. Yeah. You can't feed into it at all. Um, so apparently, though. 68,000 for Ninja. I just looked. He was sitting at 45 right now. He's sitting at 45,000 right now? Mm-hmm. While Shroud. Shroud is sitting at 17 and a half. Oh, okay. Not bad. Last time I checked in on Doc, I sat in there for like maybe an hour or so, and I think he capped at like 78,000 on sure. YouTube. It's just, B-Nans uh, is killing it right now on, on Twitch. So. Really? 20,000 viewers for B-Nans right now? Oh, nice, nice, nice. I hate referring to her as Shroud's girlfriend. I was just Hannah. Really like, yeah, she's really sick. It's Rainbow Six, man. Like it's her, she's and gonna Anne, v- her and Anne too. Anne is really good too. I don't know if you've ever watched Anne. No, I never watched Anne before. I've stopped watching all the One Hundred Thieves content. Though I forgot to tell you this uh, the other day. I oh just got yeah, hit with- what happened? <laughs> I just got hit with this. I was I jumped into Valkyrie stream and like it was about twenty to thirty minutes before there was any actual gameplay and it was just talk. And I'm not going to disparage it. I was just like, unsubscribe. She didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't anything about her personality. But I was like, you know what? This doesn't make sense. Like, why am I Why am I watching this? I came here to watch you be good at the game. And this is a bubbly conversation that I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. No need for me to be toxic. I'm out. I'm not a paid sub. I'm just, you know, don't show me. Any, just just I'm show, gone. show up ever again. <laughs> i'm done i jumped in on courages the other day he's he's right there man and i like that dude i like his cadence i like his voice I have a lot of respect for him <laughs> I mean, like he's he's right there yeah he's he's holding me he's holding me in there man because i can't watch nate shots uh stream i'm just like this is this is this is not fun like i'm not i'm not having a good time at all dude <laughs> I can watch Scumpy's though. I can watch. His I watch. Recap. I can watch fucking Scumpy stream all day, dude. Because he's fun. He has a funny personality, right? Like, and he's good. Dude, I, yeah, I watched him rack up six kills, and I was just like, man, those nasty. guys. 
Yeah. Those guys came in to have fun. They probably had <laughs> when they jumped into this game. It's like that's it. Oh, we have you keeping up with the tournament at all? What tournament? The uh, the fifty million dollar uh, COD Warzone tournament. I forgot who it was hosted by. Doc was in it, and uh, obviously Nate shot and a few other bunch of other nope. people playing. Well, that leads us into uh, is it the Vic oh, Star tournament? I think. This leads us into, I can't believe this is the last topic. That's crazy. Uh, so basically, while Doc has been playing in this tournament, anyone that he's played with and he's come up in their lobby that's a Twitch streamer has, has muted mute, him. Has to mute him, and Nate Shot didn't. And yeah. we're still wondering if Nate Shot's going to be banned or not. Banned. Yes, yes. Now, on principle, historically, they've banned people because of this exact situation. Yes, it have. seems like the highest the highest ban was three days, was, mm-hmm. uh, was the highest one that's been recorded. Uh, Nate Shot actually spoke about it himself. He was like, they're going to have a tough decision to make for themselves. He's like, because I'm not muting them. You know, that's almost a direct quote. And it's going to be interesting because they have played favorites. So everything I know about Twitch, I've either learned from you, Cash, or one other person, right? And historically, what I've learned about them is they do play favorites. It's mm-hmm. been more synonymous with uh, the opposite sex. They've been uh, not as quick to ban over things in that regard. There's obviously an agenda. I'm not going to get political on you right now, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play it with this guy. Sure. And then, Nate, Nate Shot doesn't need doesn't need Twitch. He doesn't. He doesn't need them in the slightest. Nope. Right? He, he has more subs on his. Or he has more followers. Well, like subs versus followers, YouTube versus Twitch, right? He has no. three times the amount of subs on, on YouTube as he has followers on Twitch. Yeah. So he doesn't fucking need him in the slightest. And they, they would act. All those YouTube subscribers would be joiners is when you when you actually pay money. <laughs> I yeah, believe you have to I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just don't. Doc was trying to figure out. He was like, yeah, just make sure to sub to the channel. He's like, what'd you say, Alex? I don't get any money if they sub. I gotta hit join. It's like make sure you join the channel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, how they do this, man. Because uh, what can they do to a guy like Nate Shot? Right? Maybe it's not make, long money. Make but an he's, example out of him. They can make an example out of him. Like it blow. It could turn around and blow in their face. But they got enough money where it's not even gonna matter, right? They make an example of him. He parts ways with them. That opens up the slot for someone else. At this point, it's just kind of silly. What is interesting about this whole thing is that what made him not mute him? That's what I want to get to the bottom of. He hasn't said any reason other than I'm not doing it. Like, was that some type of a form of protest? What was it, man? If you're going to take a stand on something, could you at least give us the reason you took a stand? Like, it was it? Oh, why'd you do it? Because <laughs> like, he doesn't need Twitch. Let's be fair. He yeah. doesn't need Twitch. So he's the he's the right person to make the stand. Good point. And if they ban him, well, I guess Doc is not no longer uh, any friends with anyone on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> see you later, Doc. Um, yeah, I don't it's, know, man. I I, uh, I don't know what Nate Shot's intentions are. Yeah. CEO of a fairly fairly large company and CEO of the premier esports organization at the moment, in my opinion. Yeah. He's the right person to do it at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have someone take a stand at some point. Yeah, I was talking to someone who was not a lawyer. We were going. I was explaining the doc thing to them, but they have a good mind for uh, legal situations. And sure. I was like, "Hey, I'm like, does this sound like it would be something criminal?" And he was like, "No, it's probably more contractual." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what me and my buddy Zach were talking about. If it was something criminal, they have to, you know, it would be public. disclosed by now. It sure. would be public information." They're like, "Yeah, 
100%. Even if it was a past offense, sure. the victim has a right to say something. But what the hell got this dude pulled from his Discord partnership? I know you can't answer it. We can end the show at any point before you get angry about talking about it again. I, I, just, just... I don't know, right? I, I have no clue. And at this point, I'm just I'm done with the speculation. I, I just don't care anymore. Really, he's back. You can watch his content if you like it. Yeah. That's it. I like I like the wig, man. It's funny. Dude, game seven, he gets alleyways played. Like it's <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. He's big, man. He'll, his he'll, marketing game is amazing. It's incredible. He'll he'll be bigger than uh he'll be a bigger star than Ninja eventually. You right now, so? Ninja is the A-list celebrity of Twitch, in my opinion. Other than the legitimate famous people who stream, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I, I don't fucking, I don't know. I was going to list people, but I just, Logic. Let's just list Logic, right? He's, that's an easy one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never tuned into a Logic stream, by the way. I don't even know if he actually streams. Um, he, uh, didn't he just get paid a bunch of money to start streaming? Exclusive seven-figure contract. But how many times a week does he have to stream? Or how many hours a month does he have to stream? That's the real question. Most of them are 60 hours a month. So uh, if he does that, then good for him. Um, Doc will be Doc eventually, if this isn't something uh, legal or uh, criminal, then he'll be he'll be more famous than anyone on, on Twitch. And yeah. he'll cross over into a legitimate TV show at some point, I think. Yeah, how much of that money do you think he gets if he if it actually uh, goes through the lawsuit? I'm not sure if he's actually pushing it through or not, but forty five percent, forty five percent. How much do you think we'll get out of that? Zero. So you know what, Doc? That's the last time I mention your name on this show boom, until boom, we get. Boom, boom, bitch! Yeah! <laughs> now we love you, Doc. I love you, Doc. Zach is indifferent entirely. I'm indifferent. I you know, there's very few people on on the platform that I'm a huge fan of. So, hey. We should probably do some self promotion right now before we start twilighting it out of here, man. We're God. talking about doing we're talking about doing a uh, live stream ourselves, man. Yeah, Friday shows live. I think um, I don't know about next week going forward, but soon for sure. I think we have mm -hmm. everything figured out logistically of how that will work. Um, yeah, I, I think I think going forward we're gonna do them live. So if you want to tune in live, ask us questions. What we'll, if if we have enough questions and it garners it. We'll have a fan fan question section of the segment of the show. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you don't catch it live, it'll always be up on the YouTube channel. It'll always be up on our our anchor and, and on Spotify and such. So, yeah, soon soon to be live. At least one show a week, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm with it, man. Uh, and if you just want to come on and argue with us, maybe make fun of our faces, our weight, we're okay with that. We can take healthy criticism, but please remember. Anything said, leave your address so we can contact you afterwards just to confirm that you said what you said. We, we just want to talk to you. That's all we want to do. We just want to talk to you. Zach, you want to tell the people where they can find us? You guys fucking know. Talking with a dad, Google that <laughs> shit. Put it in the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, into your favorite podcasting application. We're not going exclusive with Spotify like Joe Rogan. We're the new Joe Rogan. Steve's my Brian Redman. Um Hold on for a second. You're my Mike Goldie. Yeah, but like I, I'm the goat. Um, the goat of being a mediocre commentator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you find us anywhere talking with a dad. Thank you guys very much for listening to episode 57. Catch us on Monday, well, Tuesday for you guys. I forget these go up on Saturday and Tuesday and not Monday and Friday when we record them. Catch us on Tuesday for our next episode.
Peace out.